When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And another year and magic round has come and gone and it was a cracker weekend, I thought, Boxhead. It's a good weekend of footy, as it always is. And all the talk that it's got a year to go and it's going to be up for offer and people are going to be bidding for it and it can go elsewhere. I think the Queensland government would be nuts to let it go with how successful it's been. Yeah, they're not going to want to let it go. Realistically, it probably is the best spot for it. I know everyone's talking about Sydney and there's a lot of teams here, this, that and the other, but we don't have the same sort of setup to cater for it, like Suncorp, next to Caxton Street, next to that sort of... It just... It fits really well in that area. Yeah, it does. If you go to Acor and you want to have big crowds all the time, it's a bit of a dead spot. There's not really much around. There's not many bars or restaurants like that. We've talked about that a million times. They sort of didn't really capitalise on setting that up how they probably should have post-Olympics. And then you've got Sydney, where obviously you could play at an Allianz or something, but you're then giving up 15,000 or so seats. And again, not the greatest accessibility. So, out of all the places to have one, I think it's pretty much the perfect spot for it. Yeah. Um, if they wanted to move it around, you know, every couple of years or something, but have two or three years in a row at Brisbane and maybe every fourth year they move it, I could sort of understand that. Mm. Um, I also understand the concept that we've talked about before that if they were going to do something again, like they used to do the Auckland Nines, maybe they do two a year. Round 10 and maybe round 20 post-origin, you have one in New Zealand or somewhere else. I'm surprised that they haven't done it considering what the Warriors went through for... Well, they didn't do a much favours this year at all, did they? The draw, they didn't get any extra sort of help. They were, they were talking about maybe having every team take their home game over there. Yeah, that did. The least they could have done is have a magic round. I, I think there should be two magic rounds for this reason. So everyone loses a home game. Because you've got some teams that constantly take their home games to magic round. And then like even someone like Brisbane, I think it was Manly's home game, was it? It was Manly's home game. Which I think is... And I'm pretty sure that's, the Warriors had to give crazy. up their home game again. So, do, Bri- do Manly play Brisbane up there again? That'd be interesting to see. I'm not sure whether they play each other twice, because obviously not everyone plays each other twice. But, mm. yeah, I'd like just to see two, and then everyone loses a home game to one of the Magic Rounds, and all home games would then be equal. Mm. That's only a small thing, but... Yeah, I, highly uh, enjoyable. I think one of them should definitely always be at Suncorp. It's become a bit of a tradition now. And, they'll get a bit of a slice from it, so there's a benefit. There's money in it for the clubs. Of course they do. So they'd be making more like most of the clubs would be making more out of Magic Ground than they would be, you'd think, out of a, a home game. And I think it'd be good out of that origin period, because again, we know the football flattens out. I know the new buy system might make it a bit different, but I think sort of coming out of that where you get around twenty, probably two or three weeks yeah. removed from origin. Mainly don't play Brisbane again. You kick on and have another sort of magic ground and take it elsewhere and create that carnival atmosphere again before the run into the finals. Yeah. And then you'd have in the current format. 27 rounds, you'd have six or seven weeks left after that heading into the finals. So, 
I don't think it's a bad idea at all, but we are brought to you by bluebet.com.au. If you can have a bet with anyone, do it with the True Blue Bookie. Download the app today or visit the website. Charity account still sitting at 597, hoping to hit a couple of wins this weekend. Here's a bit of a left field off for you. Magic round, last round of the comp. And have it as a flexible weekend. So the most irrelevant games... You want to go NFL style and flex it? Flex it all. So you get prime time games at the right time. Prime time games. I guess if it's all at one ground for TV purposes, you could do that. But as far as buying, you know, you're going to be there. Um, Just tossing an idea out there. I I don't have a problem. I reckon Buzz might put it in his Monday column, mate. Mate, If if you give him the ammo, he might write about it, mate. Mm. You don't know. Mm. Mm. Can I finish? Drabbler-wise, a grub. Got long hair and he looks like a hippie, <laughs> and he gives bad best man speeches. He does. Let it go, Buzz. No, <laughs> no. Oh, brilliant. Uh, let's jump in. Uh, set of six. I'm just going to roll into the games again. That's probably the easiest way to do it. But power rankings to kick us off. Brought to you by the Penrith Solar Centre, eighteen hundred twenty twenty nine thirty, or www.penrithsolar.com.au. There is no one better if you're looking for a system and help yourself, your family, and your back pocket with quality solar solutions. Jake and the team there. Uh, number one, still South Sydney for me. Me too. Approved even more so by what they did again on the weekend. Number two, I've still got Brisbane. Uh, good win for them on the weekend. Never really looked like they were uncomfortable, that's for sure. And I still think, you know... Still think there's a little bit more I do want to see. And I, again, I know people go, you're crazy. They're outright first. But it's, yeah, for what South did to them, for what's happened uh, in a couple of other games where they've had periods where they were challenging and they've sort of got away with it. I think at the back end of the year when a few more teams are a bit more steady um, or post-origin, I just, yeah. But Brisbane right now, my number two. I got Penrith. Penrith's my three. And again, what they're lacking in attack, they haven't dropped in defense this year. They're still the number one defensive team in the competition. Yeah, that's the reason I've got them above Brisbane. Uh, I've got Brisbane at three. But split here between Brisbane and Penrith. Yep. Uh, huge bump this week. I've had them in the whole time, but at the bottom. But I've bumped the Dolphins to four. Well, I, I've been saying I want to see it against a good side. I want to see it against a hot side. They played both, a good side and a hot side. Side that was on a streak, yep. and they spanked them. They did. So I completely agree with you. And with the stupid buys on there, they're I've not got in the right them, spot. They've, I've six wins. Yeah, that's right. So they're up in third. They should third. be third. So, yeah. And again, we're happy to admit it because we didn't have pre-season preview. I thought they were going to be last. I thought there was guys taking contracts. Mate, if I, if I had to predict again, I'd, I'd probably make the same prediction. I, it was only, I was tossing up, well, I think, St. I George. said the Dragons like you did. I, yeah. I was keen on that. Now, that's actually not looking too bad. But yeah. God knows what plays out there. But in terms of... I don't know of, why I thought the Tigers improved. In terms of what they've found, though. Like, yeah. there's guys, like we said, that have, have got a shot. You saw Listen, them. there's people who have a microphone, and there's people who give an opinion. Yeah. And there's people who don't admit they're wrong. We often admit that we're wrong. I'm happy to We've got it fucking wrong. Because you have to pick it. We do We've it got it year. wrong, mate. I've got it wrong. I questioned Skeletor and he fucking showed me up. All right, mate. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's is still good. Wayne's still kicking. And there's still 26 bucks to win the comp. And to be honest, it, like, it's... it's you got the buy this week. Mate, they're going to be on four He's got some disciples, Wayne. He's got some disciples. Some guys just play better when they play for Wayne. Like watching wrong. Cody Nicarima again, I'm like, this looks like Cody Nicarima. Yeah. Early 2000s when him and his brother were coming through and I was like, these guys are both pretty good. He's playing good footy. Katoa again on the weekend, signs of improvement. Felice has gone there with a B under his bonnet. Marshall King, I'm, I, again, I know if I can have shut up about it, and I brought up last year that Penrith and a few others, no one looked at him. That is that is possibly, everyone's talking about signings in the year, and they pick fullbacks and all these people. I reckon Marshall King might be the best signing this year. 
Well, they got him for an absolute fucking ham sandwich. They've upgraded him now. You look what he's been doing for them. Yeah. Like nine is a very like halves. There's not enough of them. There's no depth in that position. And what he's been doing, they'd be absolutely fucking cheering the business they did there. True. And then they've jumped on an upgrade at a guy that's only 26, 27, low kilometers on the body. And again, they wouldn't have paid him a stack. And I reckon they've got, well, I'll go, I'll go in a step further. We had Brandon Smith at Melbourne. If you're picking a New Zealand team right now, yeah. or even last year off the form, I would have been happy to pick Marshall King over. But the best Kiwi hooker right now is Marshall King. It's not Brandon Smith. One guy's playing for $900,000 at the Roosters and struggling. The other guy went up there for 200K and no one else in the comp looked at him, including his club last year, who is the player's player. That's good recruitment. Definitely. Don't look at where he is. Don't look at the results. Look at the player. Look what he's doing. Look at the cattle well, he's got around It doesn't around. matter. Yeah, it matters how they play. And that's why I brought it up last year. This bloke was overachieving in an underachieving side with not a lot of great cattle around him. And that's why looking at Penrith and a few places, someone could get this guy for an absolute steal. Yeah. And they've ended up with him and I bet they're, they're wrapped about it. And rightfully so. Uh, five, I've pushed the Storm back to five. It wasn't a terrible loss, but they weren't great. Um, I'll, I'll push the Sharks back to five. I, I'm going to forgive for that mm, loss on the weekend. I pushed it back to six. I think mm, I'll as, go storm as bad as six. I thought Melbourne might have been a little bit defensively, Cronulla just really concerned me with their defense at times. That's yeah. some really simple So we've got stuff. those in opposite spots. Uh, I bumped the Raiders into seventh. That's four in a row, wasn't it? Four wins, yeah, yeah. So form's coming on good. I still have issues again defensively, like the lapses and they get out to big scores and they concede, but they're winning and they look a much happier football side and they're they're improving and they're getting healthy too. They are. I've got the Titans ahead of them though. And I've got you guys at eighth. Yeah, I've got the Raiders at eighth. And I've pushed the Warriors out through no fault of their results. Um but only reason I think I think right now Titans will beat Raiders. Well I'd I It might be thirty six thirty I didn't want to put the Warriors out, but they've lost a couple in a row, but I'd still think they're better than both the Raiders and the Titans at this point, yeah. if I'm being yeah. honest. But if we're going off recent form... Who? Roosters? No, the Warriors. Warriors, sorry, yeah. Well, on recent what form. What are they three on the bounce now, aren't they? Yeah, but some tough... Uh, no, of course. Tough of course. stuff been happening over there. So, there you go. There's those power rankings brought to you by the Penrith Solar Centre. Now we'll jump in with those reviews and also some of those talking points and get us moving with Sinclair, Hyundai, Penrith, Toby and the team, corner of York Road and Bat Street. SinclairHyundai.com.au Visit the Facebook, the Instagram or give them a call 4760-0603 Talk to Toby and the crew there Some nice cars Some of the new Hyundais You looked at a Hyundai for your family car Yeah I've looked at a few as well I know plenty of people Couldn't obviously drive Couldn't fit in the driving. garage So There you go Couldn't fit in the garage Yeah, fit the tribe in on. somehow though, didn't you? Yeah, we did But let's jump in Get those reviews going uh, The Raiders and Dogs game Instant alarm bells uh, when the first set goes 100 metres and you can see points. It's not great. As soon as that happened, I was like, okay, this could be something. And they looked pretty fired up. And especially when Horsburgh had that run for almost 20 metres. And I know a lot of people are talking now. We'll look at the result of players not being able to go up the legs or they're afraid of the legs. They had a driver in behind him like a ruck and more and they pushed him upfield. But that had me worried. Um, and then they responded pretty quickly afterwards. And that sort of brought me back to earth again about my one issue still with Canberra, much like Cronulla. Just some defensive stuff. Poor spacing, like a long pass and dummy half on your goal line off a slow play of the ball. And yeah. Preston goes in pretty easily, but it was a little bit of a back and forth. And then they just blitzed him. They had a 10 minute period there where they just went bang, bang, bang and sort of triple jabbed him in the face. The scrum try for Tomoko, the miss there was ordinary. Um, the Hayes Perham one's a gift for Hudson Young. And when they got to 22 6, sort of thought, I'd like to see Canberra go on with the game here, but. Canberra being Canberra, uh, Ricky said the other week, stop giving close games and stop giving heart attacks. They just can't do it. 
They give uh, another one away. Preston grabs that grubber. Obviously off, uh, who was it, Reynolds. Reynolds rolling in behind. And after that, they concede again. And then it sort of gets dragged back in. I know the, the Gula Ford pass I thought was tough. I think live, I didn't see another angle, but I thought that looked like a try. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that, that one I thought might have been a try. They get scraps again from an offload and score like they were very, very, both teams were fairly loose. But the back end of the game was crazy to me. Burton just puts up literally an NFL-style punt, which Avarillo gets to convert from Carraz's good work. The dropout, I thought that was well and truly done and dusted there. That penalty goal was going to be enough. And then after the Falcon, no try, which of all the things we can and can't check at this point in time with the stoppages and the scrum, you think it was a try. I looked at that. Yeah. And then Mariotta gets bin, which to be fair, or not bin, but penalty try, to be fair, it probably is a try. It's a tough call. But I see. I, I couldn't be completely convinced. Well, either that or he goes to the bin, and they probably scored. We don't know. But I, I yeah, I, there were some people um, on uh, the discussion group talking about it, and um, yeah, like I, I didn't have a problem with. It was definitely sin. I, I didn't have a problem with the sin bin because he did stop him from getting a crack. I didn't have a problem with the penalty try either. But where, but where what he I, what is, I if he gets a clean grabber, I think he falls over the line. But again, see, I don't think he does. And and, the, and he's no guarantee to actually hold the ball and ground yeah, it. Yeah, but like we said. But then again, I'm like, well, did he deliberately you know. infringe because he thought he was going to score? Yes. Yeah. So therefore, I don't have a problem with it. Well, I think he, yeah, his timing was just very slightly off. Mm. Um, and so were the referees and their judgment over the weekend when you didn't even call him by the right name. You said it was Papaletti, not Arthur Mariotta. So yeah. that was a sign of things to come. That in the end, I think this sort of summed up both. I think for the dogs, it's been a, Rough sort of period. They're slowly getting some troops back and building some confidence, but they just look flat, and they started that way. And yeah. I think uh, Serraldo pretty much said as much. That's their worst start and the flattest they've looked, and he wasn't happy at all. But to their credit, again, they just they don't go away. They yeah. stay in everything. But then I look at Canberra and what Ricky Stewart's talking about. You'd be very happy with what you've been seeing from your forward pack and your halves, and Fogarty kicked in control well. Whiten's obviously sparked back up now that his situation's sorted. Pup is building nicely. Tarpany working in some of that short passing and link play and the, the confidence that Horsburgh's playing with at the moment. Like Hudson Young starting to build back in his better form. All that is all positive. Plenty of good stuff in their attack. Second phase, Tomoko being damaging. Chris has been a real good <coughs> fill-in. Savage added a bit of X-Factor. But defensively, they're a little bit like what I'm talking about with Cronulla. They just have some momentary lapses or some very simple misses at times that lead to tries that you look at and go, that's not going to get you too far if you land in the eight. Mm-hmm. And whether it be an edge miss, getting isolated, spacing, somebody jumping out like there's just some real simple stuff there that needs to be fixed. Because really, in that, that situation, when you got to 22-6, going into halftime if you're Ricky Stewart, I would have been thinking, all right, if we come out here and pop them early, like we, we need to go on with this. Um, for it to finish 34-30 and them to have a crack in the last minute from a penalty to kick the halfway... Yeah, that's yeah. It's that's, just closing, it's closing out games, isn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> but more importantly, four in a row. You'll take them out, you can get them. Yep. But there needs to be an improvement because they just got away with the Dolphins one. They've just got away with this one. Like, there's a common theme here. Yeah. And also, like the Dolphins game, 24-6 one period, 22-6 in this one, you can't be giving up 20 to 18-point leads. No. It's one thing to let a team back within 10, two scores, keep it comfortable, or slack off maybe the last five or 10. But the seesaw so violently, which has always sort of been the theme with Canberra in terms of points, um, it needs to needs to stop. But I think there's some real positives, in particular their forward pack. Horsberg yeah. is more well and truly screaming for a jersey for Queensland. A lot of forwards are at the moment, but 
him in combination with their two middles um, and Hudson getting some of his form back is only a good thing for them. Definitely. And then, like I said, Chris playing really well. Tomoko's been playing really, really well. Um, they're, they're starting to look like they're building some confidence and stability. But uh, for the Dogs, I think Perham's been really, really good this year. Preston's been really, really good. They, they both tried again the other night. Barney, he sort of had a bit of a flat spot, but he had a couple of good moments later on a try, kicked a 40-20. But overall, it, it's pretty much what we've said a million times for them. Just a couple more troops, but you can't question the effort. I know no, they were flat and they didn't defend that well, but... They're playing hard. They're still playing hard. They could have just let rolled over and cop 50, but they did So, um, yeah. No, a lot, to, a lot to like. And their New South Wales Cup side were the same. I watched their New South Wales Cup on the weekend. Mm. They um, tried their backsides off as well and Mate, some had a 14 all draw and they were unlucky not to win. Like Canberra got a draw on the last play of the game. So. Mm. I think probably the only thing and why I think Chris has done a really good job there, you can just see sometimes when someone hasn't been at fullback for like career or learning. They, a few of those kicks, I'm not saying he was out of position, but he was just maybe a step or two away from where he needed to be. Yeah. He wasn't blatantly out of position or lazy or not getting there to cover, but he maybe got tied up in a rock or in the line a couple of times. Like they're just, that's another small thing. And they've dropped Savage out this way. A couple of wide is coming back in. I wonder how long that's going to last or whether he's looked at there now and he's really happy to stick with Chris. I wouldn't blame him either way. He's yeah. probably proved me wrong. I didn't really think he would stay there or grow into what he sort of has. But I still think they lack a real burner and X factor in their back line. Probably Barra Tomoko in terms of his tackle breaking or offloading ability. I think Savage would be a nice inclusion somewhere in your back line. Yeah, he would be. Uh, but we'll see how that pans out over the next few weeks. Broncos Manly. Uh, this one was just pretty self-explanatory for me. Well, it was 20 zip, half time. If you're going to make <clears throat> 16 errors, miss 40 tackles. like I, I got the plan. They had you know, more line breaks than Brisbane or on par. They wanted to shift early get to the edges, make yards and play off the back of it. And they did that. But if you're going to do that, it comes with risk. And on the back side of that is the Jekyll and Hyde side of things we've seen with them defensively. We've seen what they did to Melbourne and then the Bulldogs in round one, they fucking brutalized them and everything's so physical and mean and angry through the middle and jamming on the edges and working for each other. And then there's other weeks they look like the worst defensive team in the comp. And they've got no physicality, no intent. They don't win rucks. They don't win contests. They've got... Men left on the ground, guys hanging off the legs while they're retreating and they're broken. And I, that's probably the biggest worry for me. The error, the error is one thing because I understood what they were trying to do. And when they rolled them a few times and got around them and got them into good ball situations, I was like, okay, they're going to move them around and play some footy. But the fact that it's so poles apart between that Melbourne game defensively and the physicality and the attitude and then the other night is what worries me. Yeah, You can't be that different defensively. If that's the base of your game, like we're talking about Penrith at the moment, who have realised they've got some limitations, some differences in attack when you take out international and origin players, the one thing they have not compromised on is their defensive attitude. That is the cornerstone of everything they do. Absolutely. And yeah. when I look at Manly, I'm like, if I'm Seabold, I'm looking at that video again and go, why the fuck can't we do this every week? If this is our bread and butter, we've got plenty of good players in here. And we've got a couple of big bodies and we've got some second phase. And yes, we got some burners and we shifted to the edges and we made some space. But if we're going to make 18 errors and then not back it up with that side of things, like week to week, it's it's going to be this roller coaster ride that we've seen so far. Mm. You go two weeks and you go, oh, they look ordinary. They lose to South by a field goal, then they get rolled, and then they go out and they beat Melbourne. Like it's just been a bit of a journey with them so far. It has been. I yeah. I still don't quite know what to make of them, but if there's anything I'd really want, if I'm him, I want that defensive physicality and attitude from round one and from the Storm game, and the attack you can build off the back of that. Tom. I'm not going to get into the health stuff, whether he's healthy, confident, learning, whatever it is. 
he's not quite where he was and it's going to take most of the year if he stays healthy to hopefully get back to some semblance of what he was. We don't know where he's going to get to. The half situation doesn't help either, no. But you've still got a quality Queensland number seven who can kick and control. And I know the nine situation again sort of been same-same for the last few years. So right now, they're probably not loaded in the spine. But I certainly think off the back of that defense and what they've got in their forward pack, which is definitely a couple of weapons, I'd probably expect a little bit better. But yeah, 18 errors to do what they did to themselves in yardage and how they were defensively. They they didn't challenge Brisbane in the middle. Carrigan and Haas had their way with them again. And off the back of that, we've seen what we've seen from Brisbane all year. When those two roll and they one-two punch at the middle... Reynolds just tees things up, lays it up and organises the attack. Walsh is the beneficiary off the back of it and their outside backs have a field day. Walsh was good again. Cobbo, extremely physical. He had a field day himself. Um, I, I, you know, Herbie's been good all year. But it all comes off that. If you don't challenge in the middle and those two one two punch you all night and roll, Reynolds just picks the spots and Mam and Walsh are the benefactors and the guys that had that spark and they got a stack back one. Yeah, just gave up too much ball. <clears throat> so... And weren't good enough to defend their errors. No. So if you're going to make errors, you need to be able to defend them. It's a, it's simple. And or you're going to find yourself significantly behind on the scoreboard, which they did. Mm. Or gas. The game the game fizzed. You know, I know they fought hard second half, but it was it was it garbage. Was it was garbage time. It was yeah. gone. And yeah, they got that last try off a kick <clears> contest <throat> and offload to Benny. But yeah, I. I can still see the effort from you guys. Like, oh, I think Paseca's had a pretty good year so far. Garrick, great, Garrick was really good the other night. I thought, like, just more so just the effort numbers. When they would get tired or when people needed, he just had a lot of touches, was busy. Um, and you, you saw it earlier. Like I said, they got Saab free. They got a couple of guys free. They tried to shift around and move them. But off the back of that, yeah, you either need to camp, bank points, or at least back that up, knowing that if you're going to make those errors, you've got to defend them. And yeah. they certainly didn't do that with that game plan. So... That's the risk reward, and if you're not willing to defend it, you, that's what's going to happen to you. You're yep. going to get spanked, and that's what happened. So, leaving that one behind, Panthers Warriors, uh, a little controversial, but eighteen to six. I think again, I know Warriors fans are probably sick of hearing. I thought they were brave again. I thought they were good. It's just disappointing um, the way it ends, and you look at the moments like you do, and a lot of people have still shot at it that Jackson Ford got done for. A hip drop, but there was another one in the game that looked very similar that wasn't called for their side of things. And then you look at Sifakula, who I didn't think punched him at all. He's come in, everyone got fracas, thought he grabbed his jersey. Then the trell. Oh, yeah, I don't think it was a punch. In the next game, open hands, Harry Grant in the face twice, which a couple of years ago we said, you're not allowed to strike. I'm like, well, if we're calling striking on Sifakula, well, if you're a Warriors player or a coach or anyone watching that next game, you're like, what the fuck's going on there? Mm. Like, it's two completely different interpretations of what you're saying and yeah I thought that one was ridiculous at the end um, but besides that and the two sin minions really sort of takes you out I thought they battled on again Penrith built pressure and they just like I know I've said this a million times as well Warriors of old concede 50 they don't defend back to backs they don't do repeats they just buckle under the <coughs> pressure yeah. but this Warriors side that's not the case they held they had the period there where Cossie was obviously injured and they had to work their way through that he ends up HR8 as well. Two lots of sin bins. And in the end, it took a penalty goal. Um, you know, they got him twice at the back end of the half with that repeat pressure with Edwards to Toto and Edwards get back on the inside shoulder. And in the end, it needed a sin bin again and multiple repeats for Lenyu to be able to take that crash play when they shifted on him. Hmm. So they didn't give it up for free, that's for sure. Um, but I guess for them, I'm, I'm still holding for what I've been saying every week. I want to see this team with Martin, 
or Metcalf back end and Jazz back. They're close to their best 17. We haven't seen it yet. They haven't got close to it yet. They've had a real wretched sort of patch or every time they get somebody back, someone else goes out. Egan's just started to get back in the mix. We still haven't seen Barnett. Like, I'd really like to see a month or six weeks of the best version of the Warriors in terms of what they can pick on the field. Because I think with what they've shown us, they'd be a real handful. Um, Johnson was good again in terms of mm. kicking, controlling, got some repeats. He did have that one brain fade where they had a nice line break and he, for some reason, jumped down that short side and put a horrendous grubber in for a seven-tackle set. Fanua Blake, um, really, really good again. Nice. That try with him and Tohu off Johnson shifting out of the corner and the hands on Tohu. The way they're attacking this year and what Webster's obviously looked at and thought he can take in terms of what he was going on at Penrith, I think the way they use Tohu, similar to Yo, is their sort of indicator or their link or their runs or passes. It's just free Johnson up. And the way they obviously attacked at the middle of their role this year, they're doing a good job. They are, yeah. So, and you said it the other week. It's not, it's probably hard to explain, but you're talking about sequencing or setting up. Like, they've always got secondary shape. They don't just carry a one out and set up for something. They've always got shape off their middles or off their halves. Like, there's, there's always an option there. There's multiple options in a play. Yeah. And the way they move the football around, so... Uh, but the biggest thing, again, is just defensive attitude and resilience. But some comments came from this one. That's probably one of the things we've got here from one of their sponsors, basically saying that they're, you know, there's a bias. <laughs> They've been cheated and he's had to yeah. sort of backtrack today, but not backtrack. And now they're talking about the referee suing him. So, so it's got pretty extreme pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Logan, Logan Swan, I think, came out today as well and said similar deal that, like, to him, he agrees. And Ian Bell, the original captain, they've all said as much. They think there's a, bit of a bias against the lower teams and teams like the Warriors and they don't get the rub of the green. Yeah. I thought they were a bit hard done by with some of the penalties in in terms of interpretation of that first Roosters game I watched and I told you at the time. And I thought in the Melbourne game similar to you and we watched it there was a few calls there that could have gone the other way that didn't go their way and but it's it was just more when you see it afterwards. And that we again, you know, we get angry about it, we talk about consistency, but when someone can literally still shot the same tackle in the same game or a moment and then it doesn't go the other way, that's why people get angry. Yeah, of course. And then you look at the Latrell moment afterwards and see for cooler and go, well, hold on a minute. You've called strike in there. And then we see that. Like, well, what's the fucking difference? We've lost two players for 20 minutes here in a game, 60 minutes, and it took to the death for them to knock them off. Like, Penrith really had to earn that two points. Yeah. So I can understand the Warriors fans' frustrations. And I guess the big, more angry things what we talked about, on the back of this year, we thought there'd be some sort of carrot or award and I think they're feeling a little bit more aggrieved because similar deal like they've given up a home game here no one else has really given up a home game there's no sort of magic round or season launch over there or any sort of extra incentive or boost to the game in New Zealand for this year as a reward on the back of the last three years exactly so that's naturally there's going to be some frustration and I don't blame them but all I know is I'd be so you'd probably probably sick of fucking hearing the words I'd be so happy and so proud if I was watching this team right now it's a really good team. They got a good coach. They're getting Roger back next year, who I fucking love. I love Roger. How they work that out, I don't know. They've got some good kids coming. I hope they somehow come up with one or two more moves, and I hope they get the rub of the green with some health. Because I'm definitely not writing off this season. Not yet. I think the origin period usually works out pretty well for them. I hope they get a few guys back. I could see them getting in the eight. But one or two moves... I'd, I'd really like to see him get I'd love eight. it. But one or two moves on the back of a couple of their kids in another big preseason, I think next year, anything but the eight would be disappointing with what we've seen so far. Just like those games with the Gold Coast, Canberra, 
They're going to be the important ones, aren't they? Yeah. And I think, if I'm correct, I think I looked, they get Brisbane week one of origin in New Zealand without their players. So it's yeah, games like that, that you look at. Yeah, we said that go, in the preview, didn't we? They're the ones you sort of look at and go, don't want to look at the draw, but if they've got no one out and Brisbane's got Carrigan, Haas, maybe Walsh, maybe Flegler, like if three or four are out and they're going to New Zealand, they're the sort of ones you go, these are big swing games for us. These yeah. are the ones we want to get for one like Newcastle that you dropped, you know? Of course. It can make a big difference. So, um, But I'm still enjoying everything about what they do. And for Penrith, I'll say it again, it's it's not pretty in attack right now. And they're slowly working their way through it. But you can't knock what we've talked about. The cornerstone of their game now is purely defense. And that's how they won this game. Yeah, they, they win off their defense. They grind out. They kick well. Their attack will gradually improve. Yeah. <clears throat> and we said it the other way. Seeing Jerome run a lot more because he obviously doesn't have the weapons he has off the edge. They're doing a lot more sort of outside in where they look like they're shifting and then they'll just turn the ball back under and a lot more movement and just trying to break down rucks and play off the back of it. It's not as, I guess, systematic or the, the middle service sort of thing's not coming into play as much as it was the last few years where they could lay up, hit a back rower with Martin or Kikau and break down a ruck and then get a nice long shift off it and play to their two halves and use their indicators and they don't have Arpy playing the way they did to the middle. It's definitely not as... Seamless and smooth as what it was. Let's put it that way. Of course. But at the end of the day... Well, you're missing some of the... Yeah. The, you, the better exponents of it. Mate, international and, and origin players in key spots. But they've it, also... They're also trying to run the same attack. Exactly. They haven't really changed but, it. So. But one thing you do know, like we've seen on the weekend, if you play this team and they can win by only scoring two or three times, like if, if you can't score more than 12, you're not going to beat Penrith. Because mm. generally that's about all they're giving away. 10 or 12 points. Maybe two tries max. And they're not scoring at the rate they were, but they've, they've dragged every game sort of into that, that realm. Yeah. Where, all right, we're just going to be grit, grind, hang out all game. We'll, we might score two or three times. We'll take some penalty goals, but you're going to need to score three times. And you probably won't. Hmm. Um, and right now it's working for them. So that hopefully add as the year goes on. If Martin ever gets healthy and gets back in, I'm sure they'll have got that. They've got fish back on the weekend, which helped their middles. Lenny's been playing better off the back of that and got a little bit more exposure in minutes. Um, how they work out the nine situation going forward, that still hasn't really resolved itself. But uh, I thought Edwards was great again. Some of his clean-up work, the tries he scored. Cleary kicked well. Yo was good. Spence, obviously, made an impact as well. But, um, yeah, that was a tough game. It was a very physical game. Lots of feeling. What else we got? Dolphins, Sharks... 36-16. This, this is the game that made me sick, guys. This is very disappointing. And this is what concerns me. What concerns me as a Sharks fan, all right? Because it, it's it's not misses of a lot of things that are constructed. And that's not taken away from what the Dolphins did. But, you know, when, when you make a dominant tackle and Jamie Marshall King jumps out and the A defender's 10 metres wide and he just runs through a hole and tips it under Katoa... Mm. That's a concern, all right? Mm. When Matt Moreland gets run over for the fucking 50th time this season because he just can't tackle, that's also a concern, okay? When they run a simple shift shape and everyone could see Lemur Elu turning back under and there's four defenders there, but they all just sort of miss him because they turn out and they make poor one-on-one contact. It's just fundamental defensive errors, mate. Hmm. Mm. And then their own errors on the back of that with their attack, obviously. They just got jumped, mate. Yeah, but then you see when they get the ball and they run hot, like the two on the back end of the half and this back end of the second half when they're flowing, and like we see them, they 
shift for a shift. They go edge to edge. They attack the halves and the three-mans and the back rowers and they get space and they've all got the skill. But if you can't defend, like all that attack is just piss and wind at the end of the day because we saw it last year with them and that was our concern. You go into the finals, when you get into a dogfight, what do you do? And who's your dominant half? And can Nico be a seven in the sense of being a game manager or who's your predominant kicker? Because it's certainly not going to be Moylan, which is why I really like Trindle. Because Trindle's more a genuine... Seven, he's always been that. And he's a left foot kick. And I think it would offer something else. But they're going to play this way. And his bread and butter fits here. And what his whole rep was coming in there was he's a defensive coach. Mm. Well, he's ended up with a swag of attacking talent. And they've certainly got that side sorted out. But they've got some real fundamental things that I'm sure are eating away at him a little bit defensively. Massively, yeah. Which would be pissing you off in year two. Looking mm. at it now, going, we've fucking talked about these things and worked on these things so many times. But when we play at Penrith or any of these teams at the back end of the year again in one of these grit and grind games where it's not going to be free flowing and we're not going to get quick play of the balls and the rocks and a little bit more shit gets let go if this is the way they're going to defend they're in trouble absolutely because not every game's a shootout mm. um, and for the Dolphins it's it's the opposite side of what you said every week they just complete high do the simple things right play through the middle of the field and everything just comes off the back of it but the development of a guy like Katoa, seeing him slowly get more and more comfortable, is pretty impressive for a 19-year-old kid. He's learning in first grade, He's uh, I like to say, and he's, he's doing a bloody well. good job of it. <laughs> he had some good kicks the other night, some nice touches. Marshall King just continues to impress with his work around dummy half, and his defensive workload doesn't go unnoticed either. Um, young Val, he, he's raw. Raw as all hell, but I love that story. Like He got beat a couple of times himself, but when he got the ball, he certainly returned serve. He looked like a fucking bar fridge that grew a set of legs and just decided to start playing rugby league in that Conrad Hurrell shape. But poor Matty Moylan got to lick his belly button when he bench-pressed him over the top. and uh, it, You know, great story. Love seeing that sort of stuff. Yeah. And after the game, uh, his family and friends and all that with the Harker and the energy he had there. But overall, you, you went good, the big man. You've got to continually be impressed with the Dolphins and Wayne's 900th. We said it the other day about especially him and the Melbourne guys and what they would bring in terms of what they learnt down there that if it's someone else's milestone, it's a big deal to us and uh, they certainly lived up to it, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. The Sharks got absolutely double-fisted in the face. Smacked. So, yeah, Gilbert is going to be in that origin team again somehow, some way. I don't care in what capacity. He's been outstanding for them. That's another one when you talk about underrated buyers or Buys of the year and everyone picks the flashy players. I think they've got two of the best buys of the year, even though they're a new club in Gilbert and Marshall King. Mm. They've been mm. pillars for that team. Um, Cody's form again under Wayne. It's been really, really good. And, you know, for Cronulla, they always get good out of their back five. McInnes, he made 59 tackles. But overall, I was disappointed with their pack. And this is sort of the only thing we sort of talked about last year and again this year. Sometimes look at maybe they don't have a genuinely gun front row. But then when you take out a ULE, you know, you take out Rudolph just in terms of the stocks they do have right now, they may be a bit light on in the middle. And they don't have that one standout weapon sort of in the middle. Um, good edges, good OBs, spines coming together nicely, but that rotation needs to be as healthy as possible. And even then, I don't think it's one of the better middles in the competition. It's a good middle, yeah, but I don't think it's a top four middle. Even they've got him pumping and Royce pumping and... Rudolph, who does a bit of work, like they roll Dale in there, they roll McKinnis in there, they play small ball, sure. But when you're looking at some of the better packs, I still think they lack a genuine leader in that sort of role or one dominant sort of middle. Yeah. They don't have one. 
Yeah, they would have been bitterly disappointed. They got jumped, out enthused. They just weren't up to the intensity that the Dolphins were able to bring. No. Wayne's uh, 900th, and they just, just jumped him. And God bless Wayne. He threw a three cheeky ones out there going, they don't count my 180-plus games or whatever, probably, when I was in the Queensland Rugby League. When He's that was right. Separate. He's right. And I was like, he's got a fair point. They were separate comps at the time, but they were elite versions of the, exactly what this comp was before it was combined. That's right. It so, was the highest. Uh, but he's like, the NRL is the NRL, and you know they think they're the only thing or the highest. He, he threw a few nice things there during the week. I was like, oh, Wayne. Yeah. He knows how to get his point across in a very subtle way, but essentially taking the point that you know nothing else exists except the NRL. Hmm. They don't think about anything else or anyone under him. That's for sure. It's sort of like, wow. Yeah, get him, Wayne. He's right. So... 900 games, ridiculous. But yeah, 1,000 plus if you include his reps and his other games and he's still at it, the old dog. He'll die coaching, eh? Well. Legit. He said it before. I don't drink. I haven't got hobbies, this, that, and the other. And he doesn't have any plans to slow up. They might be wheeling him in with an oxygen tank in a chair for another expansion team in a decade's time. Maybe. Like, honestly. I reckon he's going to go down in a box mid-game. Oh, and Wayne's gone down! Jesus. I know it's a bit grim, but I'm just saying the bloke loves coaching. Yeah, I reckon he's going to go down at training, playing like whatever. He, he, I don't think it's going to be a bloke who's just sitting there feeding the ducks or hanging out at the home. Maybe not. He's going to hang around until D Day. Good on you, Wayne. Good on you. Um, yeah, interested to see how they continue heading to this Origin period and looking at them. If Gilbert is sort of the only one in consideration off the top of my head when you look they, they could be in a good spot as well depending on their draw to capitalise on origin they've already banked six wins could be so we talk about uh, getting yourself in the eight and doing a job there if they've got Katawa Nikarima Marshall King uh, the Bromwich boys Felice is probably another one in the mix if they took him and Gilbert out that might hurt a little bit but if Felice ends up getting left behind or Gilbert gets left behind they keep the crux of everybody else if the draw works out favourable oh Wayne might get the whip out Melbourne Cup style they're going to be making a run as well. Have a bit of a hit there to try and That win over push. the Gold Coast may prove big mm. as well. Like Just with some of those teams that they've they've already rolled that are b- below them. Yeah. Just they split with Canberra. Yep, and that was an important... Almost got it again last week. Yeah, like they, they win that game. They almost... Um, but yeah, it just puts them at a, a significant advantage. So Very they're, they're doing all the right things at the moment. What are they? Six wins? Six so wins. Six and four. So six and four. They're and basically complete. Probably like need said, seven more wins and they're in. 80% plus every week. And the thing about them is they're getting better. They're not just a team that's, you know, they're, they're coming together still as a team. Lemonola's getting better. Katoa's getting better. Cody's getting better. Like all these guys are playing better and better as the weeks go on. And, and some of the people we didn't expect to play the way they are. Aikens in career best form again. Yeah. Uh, Brenka, even before his injury, was surprising people. Hammers certainly proved to be much more than they thought. Tessie's proving people wrong after he was like, uh, all the guys that have gone there. Yeah. SESU, well, even Wallace, there's a lot that I looked at and sort of raised my eyebrow. They're all doing a job for him. So, full credit to Skeletor. He's killing it. Uh, moving on from that one, Sharky's certainly got some work to do on their defense, but South Storm, 28-12. Honestly, Storm had plenty of possession, uh, particularly the first half, but just couldn't come up with points. And I still feel that similar to probably like what I'm talking about with Cronulla. If Nelson's not on the field, they just don't generate quick rucks. Not against better teams. They can do it against the bottom end or the middle sort of tier table. Um, but I 
sort of looked on the weekend, and it's one of the rare times where I, I really like Tui Kamika Mika, but in the current situation, what they've got there, he's missed. Because when they play a team like a South, a Penrith, this, that, and the other, you need to be able to at least have two guys you can sort of kick in the front door. And if it's Nelson's not healthy or he wasn't playing like he was a few weeks ago or Tui was sort of carrying that load and what they've lost in the last few years in terms of both Bromwich's, Felice, Cheese all at the same time and anything previous, they're really lacking probably similar deal, like punching their middles. And off the back of that, slower play the balls, more pressure on your iron, more pressure on your halves is a flowing effect because they're definitely not as cohesive with their attack. Yeah, it also puts greater stress on your outside backs to come in and do yeah, more of that yardage, do yardage work. So. And I think for that this year, even a guy like Olam, I don't think he's been as effective. It's been a heavier toll for him this year. He's been really good in previous years in that role. I think Warbrick's got better as the weeks have gone on as well. He's still doing a good yeah, job in Burnham. Yeah, I think he's playing good footy. But um, yeah, it's affected everybody. Like you've barely mentioned Hughes's name this year. Hughes hasn't had the benefit of playing off the back of that, that players play the balls. And Munster was pretty quiet off the weekend if he wasn't creating himself. And yeah. um, I think Tui's suspended until maybe back this week or week after. But I look at them right now and go, from where they started to where they are, certainly think Katara and Liara are doing a job. King's doing a job. But in terms of threatening, um, I think they have to have Tui and Nelson because that's probably the one area I look at and go, well, they don't really dominate the middle like they once did. That's true. They certainly do a job and they'll be in games and their right side D got picked apart a little bit. Remus Hughes and that got pulled apart a few times, but as a whole, it, they just didn't feel as threatening. And the bigger part of that is just not generating quick play the balls. Uh, Welchie has had a terrible run with ACLs and the Achilles. He still looks like he's trying to find his legs. Who knows? You have the toll of those leg injuries. He might not sort of get back to his best. I don't know. But he still looks like he's finding his way. Um, but yeah, they're, they're similar deal to me. They look like they're short and middle. And probably the one that's hurt because I thought he was going to be a good buy. And it's still time. Tarek comes down. I thought they'd turn him into a middle, which they've tried to. But he gets injured in the preseason. He doesn't have training. And they've been in a position where in games they haven't been able to give him big minutes because they know he's not ready for it. So twice now in the last month, they've dropped him on game day put him in cut, played him as a middle and given him 60, 70 minutes. Mm. So if he can get up to scratch and provide that bit extra leg speed and punch, I'd be confident maybe we do have three good middles there. And then Welch, if he gets up to stand, and then you've got sort of a good core rotation. But that's the big thing for him I look at right now that we're talking about. And it's got a flow and affect everybody. Whereas I look at South, and in years past, we've been, you know, not doing that well in yardage or they only play to one side of the field or they're not defensively gritty. And then I get to the last few weeks... Or again, like this game on the weekend. Start of the year, they showed us they can play to the right. They haven't been using their left side. They've been playing to the middle. They've showed they're willing to be patient. They've showed that they're willing to defend. They can come up with repeats. They can build pressure. They can absorb pressure. And then on the weekend, they reignited their left-hand side as well, just to prove a point. Mm. So if I'm looking at Seattle right now, I'm just ticking all the boxes. And I think probably the other thing that's impressing me is I think what Elias is doing is a little bit unsung, and I watched it again the weekend, just sort of, and it's not getting it to the Reynolds level, but more what that Reynolds sort of role was doing. What he's doing is allowing Cody to do what he does best, letting Latrell do what he does best, Cook do what he does best. And well, he, yeah, he forced a couple of repeats. He plays short when he does. He runs every now and then. Yeah. You know, um, and the variation in their attack, you know, like they, they score from Cook throwing that lovely three-man sort of wide pass from dummy half and it gets Melbourne straight under pressure on their line to make a decision. And they tip, tip, bang, execute, create a number. They score from 
three sort of long passes from a right touchline, going long, 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 and then Cody digs in, creates you know a nice line there for Host to crash over. Like they have variations on what they're doing. They're not as one dimensional as what they were a few years ago, which is we lay up all set starts, we play to the left exclusively almost, and if you've got a better middle than us and you're willing to grind us down, we'll get frustrated and sort of beat ourselves out of a game. Mm. They're not like that now. They can sort of adjust a little bit in game and go, all right, we can get you on the right, we can get you on the left. If we have to play middle, we yeah, will. It's making them a better footy team. Um, they're certainly looking you know, multifaceted now because I've seen all the different games and you look at it and go, all right, right side tonight was awesome. Yeah. Well, man, they've, like last week, they've won the middle. You know, They've done a good job in the middle. They've been sort of rel- re- relentless. Um, the Penrith game the other week when we talked about defensively, they absorbed pressure. A lot of things we weren't expecting in the past. And all these are the making of a team that, again, if it stays healthy and can, continues to build right now, is the favourite for the title, in my opinion. Mm. And you picked yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, and I uh, said a couple of weeks ago when we were looking at changing, I, I wanted to stick with. Mm. Pretty comfortable. Oh, I don't blame you. And I think we finished with them in the end and we went on a big rant as much about our thoughts about them and you can see why. It's come together. Yeah. Your biggest thing now is, again, like, They've also still haven't got their best team on the field. Tatola's had a few weeks now, which is good, but they've been missing Kalawa Matungi. Prior to that, they couldn't get Tatola on the field. They couldn't get Arrow on the field. They had a couple of injuries early. Um, you throw Kalawa Matungi back into the mix with the job they've been getting out of their back rows or any guys have sort of asked to fill in there. That also speaks to squad depth and the reason they didn't add anyone this year. Mm. They just relied on what they have internally. So That's true, yeah. They're looking really good. And again, improvements all around. So looking good. Um, that moment we sort of talked about, I don't know, a bit's been made of it today. I don't really care about what Latrell did in terms of the whole thing. Oh, did you, you got penalty this, that, and the other. I had a problem with it in terms of what I saw in the Warriors game. That was my problem with it. I couldn't give a shit for Melbourne. Melbourne didn't deserve to win. Yeah. Melbourne were terrible. But I looked at that call again, it made me angry because I'm like, well, if Sifakula got binned and that's striking, well, what do you call that? Can't be smacking someone in the head for tackling, yeah? Yeah. Like, there was nothing wrong with the tackle when you watched it. He landed, he hit him clean. And you started just lashing out at people. You can't do that. He should have been. It should have been a penalty. Yeah, well, the other way. They ended up getting the penalty. I think there for some reason. But yeah. when I looked at that, I'm like, you wonder why the Warriors fans are angry. Yeah, I don't blame them. Particularly when it was yeah the same day. Yeah, but a couple of years ago they said, oh, you can't do anything. No open hand. There's no slapping. No nothing. I'm like, he's just yeah. flogged a bloke in the head a couple of times. You just come and tackle him. Like, what, what do you? What do you? You wonder why you're getting people worked up. That's getting people worked up. Getting all worked up here. Getting worked up here. Uh, but yeah, particular second half, Melbourne completed about 50% and were frustrated. And like I said, South just continue to tick boxes and show us different ways to win and different things they can do well. So fingers crossed the origin period's kind of. They can navigate that and stay healthy. And if, if they come out the back end and stay on this trajectory, they're, they're a heavyweight. And that window, like we talked about, they've been prelim, 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 prelim. This year and next year in terms of contracts and now with Jack coming, it's probably their last two real big opportunities. Because on the back end of the 23 and 24 seasons, it's probably going to be the end of Cook, end of Cody. They're going to have to upgrades for Campbell Graham, Kalama Tungi, make some decisions on a couple of guys. They might lose Mamazoulos. They might lose somebody else. Taff, like guys that are in depth positions, like there might be a, a real big shake-up by the end of next year. So if they can jag it this year, That'd be great. I'm sure Jack might be like, holy crap, I hope they want to go back to back next year if that's the case. But their sort of window really is in now. The fact they've been able to keep it open for this long and adjust and build around it is amazing. 
um, and make all these prelims. But I really think this year, next year, it's it's going to be very difficult after that because mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's sort of been open for such a long time. But uh, for Melbourne coming in Origin. There's going to be a couple, but I don't think as many as what we usually would. Obviously, two really key players, Munster, Harry Grant. Um, yeah, well, they're, yeah, they're definitely going to be. Welch is certainly not it, a walk-up this year. I know some people mentioned that Coates would be on the wing. I wouldn't pick Coates over some of the other options they've got at the moment. So yeah. I think maybe those two on the spine might be missing. Um, they don't, they don't yeah. have the Kiwi contingent they used to with those guys obviously leaving, which has obviously been a big advantage in the last sort of five, six years. So... Um, Origin may be a little bit kinder to them this year, but we'll have to wait and see. Tigers, Dragons. I think Ben Hunt pretty much summed this one up with his comments at the end of the game. He did. That that dumb. Was, we were dumb and that was not in our old standard. And Sadly enough, again, I know I went on a rant a couple of years ago that I would have let those guys in and played him as a nine if he was willing to do so, which the talk is he's not really keen. And at the back end of your career, I can understand that. You don't want to move into nine, but... I honestly think they look better when he shifted to nine, and that, that probably speaks more to the fact, again, he's the most important player wherever he plays. He's their best half. He's their best hooker. <laughs> it's just, I, I guess that speaks to just their whole situation. But him going there, I thought immediately they looked sharper. He did manipulate the ruck. He got a few guys out the ad line. He generated a player which led to an offload, which got Sullivan his first opportunity to dummy and run. He obviously brought a bit of X factor or a point of difference in the halves. Mm, I just um, think it's dumb. Well, it's done when you've told him that's not what you're going to do and now you've done it. But this is the whole disconnect of what we're talking about with this club. People are bagging Anthony Griffin for dropping Lomax and Little. He didn't sign the deals. Like, Little just got extended. Do you think they're really giving fucking contract control to a guy they're trying to get rid of? But he's still coaching the team, so that's his decision for now, unless they get rid of him. So I think he's going to coach to how he sees fit until they march him out the door. Yeah. But I didn't understand he'd, he'd the kick-up. Well, he'd be playing in the seven. They just man. signed Little and he dropped him. I'm like, well, he didn't sign Little. The club signed Little. So unless they're going to do a Mary to him and force him to pick a squad and try and force him out the door, mm. he's clearly going to do whatever he feels like. And obviously he doesn't like Little that much. They gave him a three-year extension and he said, go play New South Wales Cup. Little was very good against the New South Wales yeah. Cup. I thought he had some good stints for him, but yeah, that, the comments that that was him, I'm like, do you really think a guy would be dumb enough to sign someone when he doesn't have a job and then drop him a week later? That's the club selling. Yeah. Um, how the Lomax thing was handled, like I said, we said my piece last week. Handling it, do I agree with it totally? No. But do I think he was at a point where he probably needed a wake-up call? I do. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, but their situation here, again, I just don't think. Is self like Moses, Moses and Bayer, like No, nah, that's a contract. A little... That's a contract they need to find their way out of, but I just... Sound like a broken record week to week about this. This is completely inflicted by the club, and I I feel sorry for the fans and the players. For the fans? For the fans, but I don't feel sorry for anyone on that board or who's created this mess. If they had any gumption or sack and they knew what they were going to do, they would have sacked him. He had any gumption. Mate, we all heard it in the offset. The bloke's being told, yeah, if you're gone at the end of the year, don't worry about it. When they're doing contracts, I'm like, you fucking know you're getting rid of him. Just get rid of him. Yeah. You, you signed him when you didn't need to sign him and extend him. You made the rod for your own back. You let Shane Flanagan walk out of the joint after you gave him eight jobs, and now you've got someone like Dow saying, I won't support it. I'm like, well, why would you make him your assistant, your recruitment? Like, you had him give on four jobs before, probably as much as what he would have done if he was the coach. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know what they're doing. But the, I don't know what's going on. And then now it should tell you enough when everyone's basically put you on hold. Hmm. They're on hold for Riles, who's making them hold for Melbourne. You've got Young, who's on hold because North Queensland are willing to make him a decent offer, and he's considering whether he'd like to go there. 
And then you've got Hornby, who's been to a couple of places, who's similar deal. I'm sure wants to be a head coach, but if the situation's not right, you're better off staying at South. Oh, so it's time. not a great spot yeah. to be in where you've got a lot of people sort of feeling you out like you, you know, you're the third wheel and they might want to come over, but they're not sure if they want to come over. You'd want some reassurances, that's for sure. Yeah. And then they talk about the Desi situation. Don't start me on the Des ball. Like, Des has done his dash at a few places, sure, but in terms of handing over the salary cap and control and the style of play and the way he rolls, I don't think that's going to be making things any better for the long term either. Mm. So... They find themselves in a mm. quite an interesting conundrum. And the other talk was, I love sacking this week. I'm like, if they are dumb enough now to sack him in the middle of a road trip, that is everything they get. Minimum, they'll wait until he gets home. Wouldn't be very smart. But on the back of that, who's replacing him now? Like, Kari's been around, done some cup stuff, got his first sort of NRL assistant gig last year. Sowage randomly popped up in the box this year. There's a few guys there. I'm like, okay, who's the experienced senior guy who's actually coached in NRL, been around enough NRL teams to take over right now? steer this, navigate it, stabilise recruitment and everything else and for them to get someone in the door when they don't even know who they've got right now. Yeah. There's no real positive signs or good clear signs of what's going on at that club. Hmm. I'm sorry to say, Dragons fans. It's um, Griffin. But yeah, they had some moments in this game. Things obviously flipped once they got him in a nine and Sullivan got a bit of freedom, but that last play of the game probably sums up a lot of things, to be honest. Uh, Hunt, as usual, is the man. Provides the magic. Was it a moan who got through? No, it was Sloan, wasn't it? Who threw the long ball? They could have just gone to the hands and they would have solved it. But that long pass straight away releases the inside defenders. They still almost found a way to get in the corner. They should have scored. But realistically, watching again, I was like, if he just goes through the hands here, it's basically a four on two. Mm. It gets to Suli and he gets to score from his inside man or he gets it and draws and passes. But the long pass that came straight after that was the worst result. Immediately, everyone came. And they still almost got there. But Buller comes up with a good saber. Um, and from their side of things, they had some promise. It was an ugly game. There's no doubt about that. But there's a few guys that have suddenly sparked up. Nofaluma, after being punted and having an injury, he's come back with a bit of energy. Buller's had another good game and had some classy moments again. But Brooks, confidence-wise, um, yeah, had some moments again. So Good win for him. And, and middles wise, like we said the other way, their, their focal point, they're starting to play a little bit more off that, which is what they should be doing on off Harpy. Mm. Let those guys do a job for you. Make him your focal point. Take the stress off the kid. Take the stress off Brooks and play off the back of your middles in your second phase. Smart. Tupo, I matched the other one. We both said it. I really like Tupo, the winger. He's going to be good. Very, very good player. Yeah. Good I jag. Like Fenor Bolle as well. Yeah, Fenor Bolle is good. Good jag from Union, though, Tupo. Yeah. He's one they brought over. Let him play a little bit of cut and upgrade him, but. Physical, fast, good feet, good finisher. With another year or two more understanding, a bit more nuance about rugby league. That's that's a good bloke to have there. Really good bloke to have in your team. Um, but for the Dragons, yeah, Sullivan obviously had a good game, made an impact. Sewer back was good. DeBellum was busy, and Hunter's always is one of their, their better players. But yeah, uh, the next two weeks, once they get back from North Queensland, I, I'd expect something to be done, whether he's going, staying, who's the next coach. Like, they've got to do something. Hmm. This can't just keep dragging out. Yeah. And I don't mean in terms of even him being there or not. Like, make your decision for your future. Like, it's been going since this season kicked off. Yeah, it has. They need to put a deadline on somebody or they need to come together as a board and fucking agree on something. Because mm. all they're doing is hurting themselves at the moment. Yeah. Any manager, any player they ring right now, what do you say to them? 
Well, we don't. Yeah, that's right. Who's your coach? What are you doing? Who's your future? And you tell them something that's going to leak. You you can't. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You can't. You really can't tell them anything because you don't bloody know. Right. Who's the coach? Who's the recruitment guy? Is this guy staying? These guys are off contract. Are, you interested? are they staying as well? I don't What's know. Ben doing? Is Ben happy? Just sort of like, ah, oh. we don't fucking know, mate. Just do you want to play for the Dragons or we not? Know nothing You'd about You'd be like, nothing. you know, the only thing I'd play for the Dragons right now, if that was my only choice, that's where you're at as a player. Like, if you're one of those guys. What Moses Suley said. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Basically. My manager told me to come here because it was the best paycheck. So, yeah, that's sort of why I'm here. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's exactly what your fans want to hear. It's not great, man. But you're creating that environment right now. So, yeah. uh, Tiggy's sneak away with another one. But, yeah, the Dragons, not an easy trip. And if you're the Cowboys, who we move on to now, your next two weeks, you've got the Tigers and the Dragons. Yeah, wow. So... <laughs> If you can find a way to jag those two before Origin, you're six and six. Hmm. Despite all the injuries and issues you've had. But North Queensland, Roosters, 20 to six. That storm rolled in, the hail hit. I just, I don't know, early early on, it just felt like one team was there for all the ugliness and for all the shit work and the dirt and the energy and the yardage and the tough carries. And it just felt like it was going to be the Cowboys day. You got that vibe very early on. You did. The Roosters, yeah. after doing that sort of last week, where I looked at them and thought, this is I can't old school. Out. No, I can't either, because last week, I'm like, this is mm. old school Roosters, gritty as shit in that monsoon. DNR, like some good solid efforts, some good goal line stands, like they were gritty. And then I watched this game, and I thought, they look like they don't want a bar of what this is. Mm. And the Cowboys sort of had that mentality, where it's like, we have to win today, and we'll do it by any means necessary. And they kicked well. Controlled well. They did all the small stuff. That yardage game, which was there last year, and some second phase out of yardage sort of come back. Chad had a much better day. Drinky had a few quality moments. And in the end, all, all their tries were the stuff we talked about from the Cowboys last year. They were effort players or more jerseys in the picture. The bomb that lets it let go and Murray Tulagi follows through and there's support plays for it. Jumping on another loose kick. Kijevsky beating Manu to a kick. Like in those conditions, they're the, that's the stuff that wins your games. Yeah, definitely. And they were there for it all day. And it's a good reason they got out to the lead they got to. Um, the Roosters didn't look likely at all. And again, week to week, I, I struggle to figure out this when Robinson always says, like, we want to play Roosters football. I'm like, I don't even know what Roosters football is anymore. It's fair. One, one week it's through the middle. Next week, it looks like they want to push the ball sideways. Like the, yeah. the imbalance of what Roosters football is or what the the basis is or the building blocks, I don't know anymore. The building blocks for me when they're at their best was defense is everything. That's our key pillar. Mm-hmm. We'll make errors, but we'll play through our middles. We'll push off loads and then we'll play off the back of that. At the moment, sometimes it's just sideline to sideline with no momentum. Other weeks, they actually roll through the middle and they look pretty good. And they centralize their attack. Like, I, I honestly don't know what Roosters football is right now. Yeah, I really don't. And I guess for them, another interesting talking point, you know, old McLennan, who everyone's given air to, I know I'm giving air, bringing it up right now, the dickhead from Rugby Union, but he comes out and says, if they were happy to let him go now, you know, that that hasn't come from nowhere. I don't know if that is sending a bit of a message to Joey. 
or someone slipped that out there to sort of let him know that he hasn't been playing well since all that come out and or what's going on. But if I'm them, if you want to talk about it from a business perspective, I didn't agree with getting rid of him right now for this season. But for next season now when they're talking about Lenu's coming and they might want to keep Jared or that money, if he's not part of your future and he's not playing well and he's taking up 700K, I'd happily let him go at the end yeah. of the year. Down, like Jared's going to take a bit of a cut, but if you want to keep him under the cap and then they're talking about Lodgy not being there, like you're talking possibly a million dollars for you to make a few moves. Billy Smith was their best player on the weekend. Like I know you can't rely on him health-wise right now, but if he's going to be in there and you've got Manu back in the centres and Walker's back in your team next yeah, year, you're right. I'd rather take that money right Billy now. Billy Smith was, was very He was great. He's, he's always been good. He just hasn't fucking had any luck, the poor bastard. But mm. from a business point of view, I'm just looking at that and going, well, do we persist with him for 12 more months as if this is what we're going to get? If his head's elsewhere and he's not playing good footy, let's put the money into our squad and if it lets us rejig and keep a couple of guys or bring one or two more in to strengthen as a whole, let, let's do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what are you developing him for? If he's playing his best football and his head's in the right space and things are going the right way, of course you'd keep him. But the way things are looking at the moment, when that sort of leaked out, I was like, well, I wouldn't blame him for doing it. Yeah, yeah. If your Jared money's gone and he was on six or seven and he's willing to stay next year for 300 or 350 for a year, there's 350 left over. If they're not happy with the lodge situation, he goes out and they've got 650. If Billy Smith's healthy, Marnie pushes back to the centres, Walker gets another run in the halves, you've got money sort of to go out or have a look. They might get you two more players. There might be someone they want to upgrade up. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be letting him go if if you could get rid of the deal. But yeah, I think oh, the McLennan's talking plenty because you know, like I said, at the moment they're just living off rugby league because that's the only way they get in the headlines. The poor pricks because their game's awful. Yeah, but we're listening to his shit as well. Um, so. They're saying they've got money for him now. So if I'm them, I'm like, if you want to pay him now, bye bye. I'd let him finish twenty three or sit down with him and go, mate. Uh, we'll finish the season and we'll let you go. And I'd probably start it's before working. June thirty. Oh, not even that. Just if let him can't get someone else. Let him finish the year. But make moves now. Yes, yeah. I'd be moving him straight away if I could. But for their situation, I know that today, I was like, well, it makes sense to me. If they're worried about Jared or they've got a few things they're thinking about, mm. I'd rather the 700k in my salary cap again if he's not going to be part of the team. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. They, uh, mm. they certainly didn't play well. They had more line breaks, which really surprised me, but 18 errors, 60% completion rate, it was just, yeah, like you said, they're one I can't work out at the moment, week okay. to week. They rolled into the Melbourne game, I thought it was going to be a good game, they got smacked up. They rolled into the South game, they were dominant, they were physical. Against Parramatta, they look really, really good. There's just been, again, a real, but the other thing is exactly what I spoke about, the variance in how they play, or how they've wanted to play. I just, I can't get a read on them right now. I really can't. Yeah. I think the most consistent thing about them has probably been, well, I, I'll tell you, I reckon it's been probably the most consistent for the last few years in a tough situation for health. Nat Butcher is still not given enough praise in my opinion. Mm. <coughs> I think Nat Butcher's a really good, reliable footballer. And he's done a lot of jobs for him. Middle, lock, edge, lock. There's a few guys that have been constants there for a while who probably don't get the praise, but Yeah. Overall, they were ordinary. They were, absolutely. I don't even know what to say. Um, but for the Cowboys, it was probably just nice, similar to that glimpse we got from Newcastle to see all those little things back. Good kicking game, line speed, kick pressure. They had a couple of goal line stands where they defended, rejected repeats. Chad kicked well, and then all their tries were, again, just free plays, effort plays. Yeah. 
and they had another couple that were denied. Dearden was denied one at a contest where it was touched, and if you're Todd Payton, I guess, again, anytime you see that, uh, the heartbeat sort of ticks up a little bit for him. Everyone had him on life support already, but there's that logjam that we talked about, which is a bit forgiving, that you jag a result like this, and then you look at your next two. I, I, you'd be really big on them right now, surely, this week, going, look, we have to win the next two weeks, and then we'll deal with the origin period. But with the way this table looks right now, we just got to get to six and six. Exactly. And if we have a lean yeah. period, it won't matter because yeah. we'll still be within touch. But we yeah. have to fucking win the next two games. Have to. Definitely. So, yeah. Drinky, Cotter's led without Tamalolo. Um, yeah, Robson chat, like all those guys. Val have been playing good the last few weeks. So, some positives there. Uh, don't know what to make of the Roosters, but we'll see. This week, tough game against the Panthers. And to finish off, tight ends. Yes. We got there. You tried to give the lead away again, but you closed her out. We did. You got it done. Probably the same thing we've said every single week about that. There's no lack of attack with your team. You have strike everywhere. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Defensively, yeah, yeah. my lord, they just they stress you out. They really stress you out. Yeah. They well stress is an understatement. I don't I don't tend to get too stressed about it. Oh, I mean, for poor old Holbrook, his hairline was a lot thicker when he's there. He's got, now it looks like Buzz Lightyear's helmet. It's halfway yeah, it's, his head. It's retracting. Running back towards his ass. But... And I don't blame him with what they do to him. But, mate, your pack, like your Tino's, your feet, like all these guys playing such good footy. Fozzie, turn up the clock, he gets to go a couple. Carl mm. Pereira, most difficult try of all time. He had support playing side, <laughs> decides to chip and score himself like, when they're rolling and they're playing attacking footy and the ball's flying and things are positive, yeah, they're dangerous. things stick. Like, you guys could score with the best of them, mm. which is the scary part we've referenced with a lot of these teams now. If you could just build a little bit of defensive resilience into this team or a bit of consistency on that side of the ball, you're probably easily a top eight side, borderline a top four if you were able to build a little more squad depth or get a little more quality in there. But attack is not something you guys lack. Like, to see Kinney debut and we've seen Jaden and we've seen Brimson and Sexton looked alright and they've got Boyd and Foreign in there right now and they've still got Weaver Kelly again continues to not be able to defend but he's great with the ball Sammy's don't like they've got strike everywhere but if they could ever get some sort of consistency on the defensive side of the ball you'd be more than happy to say it's a top 8 football side or final side big time that is the only thing holding the Titans back big time and again week to week you just don't know what's going to happen Parramatta, um, tough at the start, but the sin bin hurt straight away. They got popped twice on the back foot. I thought Dylan Brown was incredible. He's sort of been quiet to start the year, and I don't know if he felt a little bit more obliged to do a bit more with the ball, but when he just runs, he just looks so much better. And that's what he's been doing the last few weeks. I think he ran for almost 240 on the weekend. Every time he touched the footy, just outstanding. Yeah, just like um, yeah, set up the try, kept them in the game, plenty of metres, carved up the edges. But, yeah, I think for them, missing Campbell. It's just nice to beat para, mate. Yeah, it is great to beat para with so many para people in your life. Yeah. Uh, for them, they just left that run a little bit too late. They were down in a hole early. They got on a little bit of a run and sort of dragged it back in, and you guys scored, obviously, late to close it out, and then you gave yourselves a heart attack by letting them score again. Of course we did. And having a sniff couldn't, couldn't make it easy on yourselves, that's for sure. We don't like um, doing that. At the end of the day, what are you? You're five and four now. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. you got a positive record. Mate, we're in the eight. You're in the eight. What's that, mate? Para. We're in the eight, mate. I Para. Thought. So Para's beaten the Knights, 
couple of other sort of cellar dwellers and they beat Penrith for that field goal. Mm. But that puts Para at four and six without a buy it. So realistically, what are they? They're eight points without their buy, which is bullshit. So really, yeah, they're a win out of the eight. I think the hard thing for them though is similar similar to what we just said. Like they beat Penrith, but other than that, they haven't really beaten anyone yet. It's true. So they've probably got some harder games coming. Origin, it's going to be Paulo. You'd think. I think Madison might be in the mix again for New South Wales with how light they are, with middles all those type of bodies. Well, I'd be considering. That's my opinion. Uh, Moses obviously got KO'd in this one, so he's going to miss the next game now. So that adds a bit more stress to what they're already missing in terms of him and RCG's been out um, and what we said with the players that have moved out the last few years. they got Canberra this week who are on a bit of a run in Canberra. That could be another game that has 60 points. Yeah. I was sitting there laughing here before and I looked at it and said, what was it? Over 59 and a half was the first thing I looked at. I thought this could be 70 points, but no one could kick a goal. And for a while there, there was a couple of try savers or tries bombed. I'm like, this game should have been 80 points if I'm being realistic. But now I'm intrigued. So they dusted Newcastle the week before. Lost to the Broncos in the game where they started like absolute bastards, then showed some fight. So that's a hard one. They dusted the Bulldogs. They just beat the Tigers. They made that one hard. They got rolled by the Roosters when they got their back in it. The field goal went over the Panthers. Manly, they almost come back and stole that one. Sharks, they had and they dropped. So it's been a few close ones so far against good opposition. Mm. But they just couldn't close out. That's exactly right. So those ones are the ones that may come back to haunt you. That's the hard part. Well, they do, yeah. And you lose a little bit of quality out of your side last year. And it makes a significant... Um, what, sorry, it has a significant impact on your ability to win those closer games. Mm. So for the Gold Coast, like we said, good win. Puts you in a good spot. Uh, Tino, Campbell, Foz, like all those guys. Fafita's playing really good football. He'll be back in the origin frame, your outside backs, etc. It's, it's pretty much all around attacking masterclass. But for them, Dylan Brown was the clear standout. Losing Moses Hurts and it's a, it's a big ask. It yeah. really is. Uh, the stress goes on. Oh, Madison was great off the bench for them again. Like I said, he, he'd be in the frame for me with the bodies that we've got available at the moment with missing Martin, Kyle Matangi, Campbell Gillard, etc. We're short on big bodies that are versatile and good leg speed. I think he might be back in the mix, but that one hurts. And for Brad Arthur, um, who they got this week? They, like I said, Raiders in, in Canberra, minus Moses. It's another one in that sort of area where they are that could hurt later on. So I think origin time have to be a moving time for them. They won't have Campbell Gillard back, but hopefully if Paulo's the only one missing, if they get a friendly draw, they're going to have to try and jag a couple in there that they wouldn't expect. But that wraps up a review of the round from the weekend. Now on to our tips and previews brought to you by bluebet.com.au. If you can have a bet with the true blue bookie, they're the one to do it with. There is nobody better. Uh, charity account five ninety seven at the moment. Got a couple up the the back pocket to catch up with this week. So hopefully hit a couple of winners and add to the bank. But remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And let's have a look at these lists. Thursday night we've got a belter to start off with. Storm Broncos at Suncorp, and 
in the past, it's pretty much a fait accompli that Melbourne go up there and dust Brisbane up there. They love playing at Suncorp. Court. This year, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the case. It might be a little bit different. But this should hopefully be a great game of football. And in terms of changes, Melbourne stuck with the same 17, but Tui is back and amongst the reserves. He's number 21. I think he'll be a late inclusion. There's no way they keep Green Anderson on the bench again. The fact they carried him last week and punted Sims surprised me. It really wouldn't surprise me if maybe Sims and him come in after Sims got some minutes last week. Um, in Queensland Cup and on the Brisbane side of things, Kurt Catewell's been named despite a head knock. So wait and see if anything late changes there. Oates is still unavailable. They're hoping they'll be having him back on deck next week. Uh, Broncos. Yeah, so uh, I'd love to say Melbourne because Melbourne have generally just owned I'd them up there. I'd love to say Melbourne because I'm a Melbourne fan. But, but I'll stick with the Broncos. But I think it'll be tight. Let's see what the bookies think at bluebet.com.au. They've got Melbourne the favourite. That's seventy two. so... They're clearly buying into a bit of the old record and the hoodoo there. The Broncos, $2.10 outsiders, so some value straight away for you. If you're a punter, uh, two and a half start is the line you get there. Early six o'clock game, eight core. It's the Warriors up against the Bulldogs. And for the Dogs, Addo Carr returns after only four games. So he wasn't lying. He's pushing to try and be included in that origin side. Declan Casey makes way. Harrison Edwards comes onto the bench. Sam Hughes moves out as well. For the Warriors, the movement just continues. The poor buggers. Jackson forward, head knock is ruled out. Edward Cosey, knee, he's also ruled out. Josh Curran comes into the second row. Rocco Berry comes into the centres. Marcelo Montoya goes to the wing. Volkman is going to play at six. Walker will go back to the bench. And Bailey Sirenen is now 18th man. This is a, one of those games again where when you've been on a tough trot, it could be a trap game. But... I'm going to go with the Warriors, but I think this, again, this could be this could be a danger one. Jeez, that's a hard game to tip. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just going to go. The with, Warriors got them over there in a close one, didn't they? Yeah. There was a, again, that was another one that I thought was... So, uh, uh, they're going to get Car back. Anyone else? Car, and they've rolled Edwards in and dropped Hughes. So, they're still a bit light on. And the Warriors, he's made the call to get Walker back there to boost his I'll bench. go. I'll go the Warriors. Yeah, I want the Warriors. But more because Tohu's there, Adam, Murata, like Karen will do a job in the back row. But the fact he's put Walker back to the bench, I think that's speaking of what we're talking about. He's looking for a bit more help off the bench. I like Volkman. Volkman played well against you guys the other week too. Played very well. Kicked very well. He, he's more solid than I thought he was. Seen him in real mm. life. He looks small. He's matured. Yeah. Certainly thick. Um, he's a dude. But he kicked well, so I, I like the move there to try and shore up your bench a little bit more. So I'll go with the Warriors as well. Actually, when's that? Friday night, 6 o'clock. I want to see the Warriors some stage this year in person. They've, uh, I've enjoyed watching them so far. The odds of this one with bluebet.com.au. The Dogs slide outsiders at $2.05. $1.77 of the Warriors. Minus one and a half is the line in that one. And the primetime game, none other. The Pennant Panthers at Bluebet Stadium up against the Roosters. And for the Panthers, it's the same 17 as last week, but Liam Martin is named in Jersey 21. If you're them, you got him back in last time he got injured, they won't be pushing it this time, surely. You'd oh. have to be close to going if you've named him. <clears throat> yeah. But that, that's the sort of thing. With where they are this year with your depths and your situation, 
it's no longer a matter of we can risk this person. Like, if you're not good, you're not 100. You don't play. So, I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even be considering it. But we'll see what happens there. Egan Butcher concussion last week. He's on the stand down for 11 days. So Angus Crichton starts for the Roosters. Fletcher Baker joins the bench, and Walker is again amongst the reserves after two games back in Cup. So keep your eyes on that one. But that's a weird one in itself. This week though, you drop. Drop and move him back in this week. I'm like, well, Billy Smith played that well last week. What would happen there? I'm sure with the money they're paying Suwali, they're not going to be dropping him at this point, Tom. Yeah. He would probably push Corey Allen out or Billy Smith would go to a wing and push Corey Allen out. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens this week. I don't think they'll bring him back in again. But with the way they're playing, I don't, I don't really care where Penrith's at right now. What we know, we get out of them defensively at home. I'll just back Penrith's defense at this point. Yeah. Me too. That's first game at home for a long it's about time. So it feels like a while since I've been at Blue Bear. Because it was because of the Bathurst game. Manly? Magic Manly. Round. How many weeks ago was that? It's like a month ago now. Yeah, it was more This would be a sellout. I know, I've got some tickets so we can go. But you've got seats made on the hill. On the hill. Oh, no. I only go to <laughs> I can't see, mate. The place is a madhouse. It is a madhouse. I'm not going to lie, Panther fans. I sort of hope you would start losing again because I used to like walking around the hill and drinking beers and doing what I wanted. Then you got successful and it stopped. Great side to watch, but yeah, it was my jam being on the hill, just doing your own thing when no one was going. But the odds of that one with bluebet.com that are you at Bluebet Stadium? They're a dollar fifty-three favorite the Panthers, two fifty the Roosters, minus five and a half the line there. Three o'clock, early game on Saturday. The Bunnies up against the Tigers. We've actually got them a few times in this fixture. Doesn't seem to matter about form. It's a weird game, this one, sometimes. Um, no. What was it when we left Mudgy? We left the Mudgy Massacre and we're driving out, and I thought, they're going to dust them. And Tommy when Burgess... doing 140 down Sydney Tommy Road. Burgess had the score under the sticks, remember? Oh, and yeah, they thought yeah. it was a knock-on. It's not the yeah. first time. There's been a few like that. I don't care. I don't. Rabbitohs. I'm with you, too. In a massacre. But no changes for them. Liam Knight, uh, first game back last week. Obviously added some depth to that rotation for the Tigers. Johnny Bateman's back in. Kapoor goes back to the bench. Safer to 18th. Uh, I'm with you. It's bunnies all the way. And bluebet.com.au agrees. $1.16, dollar sixteen, five twenty-five for the Tigers. 15.5 is the line. So fairly generous. I don't know what the weather's like, but if it's a fast track at 3 o'clock, that'll suit South down to the ground. Moving on from that one, it's a tough, tough one. It is North Queensland up against the Dragons. They'll be definitely looking to bank on that advantage. They get to go home. Uh, the Dragons been on the road for two weeks. Plenty of rocks being thrown in their direction. The Cowboys unchanged uh, this week. Tanoa Brown was hit with a charge, but it's free to play. He only got a fine. And for the Dragons, he's stuck with the same team as well. It's Ben Hunt's 300. So you'd like to think you'd turn up this week and have a red hot crack for Ben Hunt, regardless of the situation that's going on, but God knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm on the Cowboys. Me too, but this is like one of those games that oh, the Dragons right. like this spot. Like The Dragons like the spot. Yeah, they always seem to fuck things up anytime you think they're... <laughs> They'll pull one out and give you just a glimmer of hope. Like, they're poor fans. That's why they get to And the Cowboys, you. like, they haven't shown any consistency all year. No, well, they've been the same boat. They've at least had some health issues and some yeah. things going on, but you don't know what you're going to get. Mm. So, I think from here, that, like I said, they'll definitely want to win the next two if they can. 
And the odds reflect that with bluebet.com.au. They're a dollar forty-seven favorite. The Dragons two seventy, and the line there is minus six and a half. But that one, my recommendation: don't bet on it. That's my recommendation. Raiders Eels, uh, the prime time game for the Saturday oh, that finishes Saturday off. Night. You nice and cold uh, down in the nation's capital. If the weather this week's anything to go by, oh. uh, but Albert Hopper Whitehead returns on the wing. Xavier Savage drops to eighteenth man. And I told you that earlier in the week. I was wondering why Albert Hopwide was out. There was just a straight drop and it was formed, but it turns out it wasn't. He had his sister's wedding. He was a little bit worried about it. He went and talked to Ricky and Ricky said, no, I'll make the decision for you. You're going to the wedding yep. and you're playing good enough football. So regardless of what happens, you'll be back in the team. And it'll be your jersey to lose still. Perfect. So I'll give him a rap for that. Good coaching. Um, Xavier played well. He'll know that he has to keep playing well and for wider. He knows now that somebody's there, obviously, that that jersey's not guaranteed. So it's a win for everybody. Yeah. And good juju, in my opinion. But for the Eels, Jake Arthur comes in at halfback. Moses, that KO, he's out for the 11-day stand-down. Uh, so any other changes sort of there with that on their bench? No. He just comes in from 18th man, and that's the only change for them. So same team otherwise for them as last week. This is another one I look at and go, this would be one that Canberra either lose or they'll win by two again or something like that. So I'm going to go Canberra, but not with a lot of confidence. Canberra, at Canberra, off the start they've had. This is for four for five in a row, I think. They had a really close game down there last year as well. Mm. Yeah, I'll go the Raiders. So, am I smoking something saying it's five in a row? Have they won all these games consecutively? Or am I have lost the plot? I might have lost the plot. I think it's because it's late. No, they lost the one. Which one they lose? They beat the Dolphins. They lost the week before that, didn't they? Oh, there you go. I'm already smoking crack. I think. Or is it four yeah. wins out of the last five, something like that? Like, they started poorly. I'll they've, tell you right now, mate. They've gone on a bit of a run, haven't they? In the last five? They might have won four of the last five. They lost to Penrith. They got smacked by Penrith. That was well before that, wasn't it? When was that? They beat Brisbane. Yeah, so they lost to Penrith. Yeah, but they beat Brisbane. Beat Brisbane, beat yeah, they're Dragons. Going, they're going for five in a row. I win-win, yeah, so four in a row. I'm not smoking crack, man. Right. Yeah, so they started like an absolute busted ass. They've resolved the situation. They've come to peace. They've signed a treaty, and now they're looking for five in a row. Hmm. Well, they've, those first two, first two rounds, like losing. Yeah, well, field goal. Yeah, the Dolphins one, they should have lost. The Dolphins game, they should have won. And then the Newcastle one was just embarrassing. Yeah, that was that was awful. Um, yeah, again, not a lot of confidence with this, but Moses is out's a big out. Still missing Campbell Gillard. The confidence of that team playing down there. If it's nice and cold, it's not a fun place to go, Canberra. So for that reason, I'll stick with Canberra. You're the same Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. Kip Raiders. Kip Raiders team. Good team. Rick Stewart and his men will be fired up down Canberra. Thanks. Hard place to go play. Thanks, Michael Ennis. Michael Ennis. If I have coached or played there, I'll give you a rap. No doubt about it. Also, big fan of Paramount Hill, Shaka Martha. Britain Hands, good night. Uh, $1.65 with Blue Bet. Uh, the Raiders, the Eels, $2.25 minus 3.5 is the line. And to close things out on the Sunday, the early game, Knights Titans. You always seem to have weird games with the Knights, too. There's some teams. Cousin you, Gary game. You guys love it, yeah. The Cousin Gary Cup. Fair enough. In terms of changes for them, Kurt Mann still sidelined with that abdominal injury where he pulled out. It's in Newcastle. We always struggle in Newcastle. Yeah, 
half time. So Crossland's at nine. Adam Elliott's back for his first game mm. post uh, a groin issue. So that's a decent in in terms of what they are looking for. For you guys, there's only one change. Cruz leaning back in. Keanu Kinney goes back to 18th man. So whether there's a change again close to kickoff, I don't know. I think last week was a reward for how well he's been playing. I don't think they'll carry a, a fullback utility again on the bench. But strange things have happened. I'm going to stick with you guys just on the way you're playing. I've got no faith in that, mind you. And like you said, McDonald Jones... Uh, I think Newcastle off the bye and the criticism they cop for apparently now they reckon it's only Bradman Best or one or two others that went after they advertised that the whole team went to Baylor. Mm. Um, they've copped some shit. They were playing well before that and they've had a couple of barriers in a row. I reckon they'll be up for this one. So no Kate Walk, but I'm on the Titans. I'm going to tip Newcastle. Yeah, I knew it. I could see it in your face. You're like, they're going to turn up and just shit the bed this week. <sighs> you can feel it, can't you? Oh, you can feel it. In the words yeah. of Will Ferrell... Kenny Powers, he's been down. I can feel it down on my plums. Well, we always, like I said about Brookvale, we always seem to pull one out yeah. of our ass at Brookvale. We're the opposite. Newcastle and the Warriors are the two teams that just always give us trouble. Doesn't matter where they're coming on the ladder, where we are. Yeah. You fumble, stumble, and bubble. Yeah, what's up? what are the odds? Well, the odds, Newcastle with bluebet.com.au. Slide outsiders at $1.95. You're a eighty five favorite yeah. the Gold Coast, and minus one and a half is the line. Yeah. And... To close things out, Battle of the Beaches, it is Manly back at Four Pines. Good old Brookie up against the Sharkies off the back of that loss. Seabold is stuck with the same squad, but Schuster, only a week later, has been named in the extended squad. So he's in jersey 22. Uh, Brad Parker, cool. I made returns last week and pulled up okay, so they'll be back in. And for the Sharkies, Dale Finucane made his return last week, but he's been named to start this week. McInnes going back to the interchange. And other than that, again, they're still missing Rudolph. Uh, UL is still missing. They're, they're short a couple, probably in their middle rotation. Uh, I still really like to see Trindle in over Moylan, but that's not happening. Connor Tracy's in that 22. He's been playing outstanding football in New South Wales Cup as a fullback cover. So they've certainly got cover in a few positions still this year, but... Yeah, he's one of those ones again where I sit here and go, well, Brookvale, will they have one of these snap games again where they're awfully physical and get stuck into the Sharks and not let them play the way they want? But then I look at what they did last week and think, if they do that against the Sharks, the Sharks will score 40. So I'm tipping Cronulla, but yeah, four o'clock at Brookvale. I'm going to go Manly. There you go. And the odds. Well, they're just a different team at Brookie. Yeah. Unless they play the Titans. <laughs> The it's, the only, it's the only game they've lost there, isn't it? I think they're undefeated at Brookie. Again, you have to look point. at that one. But for now, yeah. I'll give you the odds from bluebet.com.au. Manly are $2.45. The Sharkies are $1.55. Minus five and a half is the line there. Um, Brookvale, they beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, beat the Doggies, beat Para. Um, Mudgee was a technical home game. It was a draw, but that wasn't Brookie. No. They beat Melbourne. Melbourne, and they haven't been back there. Oh, lost the Titans, so there you go. There you go. Titans, the only team to conquer Brookie. You conquered four points. Four points, Park. Dog shit, Park. The one where they can actually go on uh, and rip it. Uh, oh, it's no good. The drums were bleeding. Drums are bleeding for the person who shit let his dog shit on Brookvale over. Look, we've got a bit of an investigation going on. We don't know if it was a Shih Tzu or what kind of breed it was, but <laughs> there is some sort of mound here. 
think it was a shit zoo. Tommy Turbo, his fourth hamstring has come due to slipping on a dog turd on Rookvale. On a poopy. Bit like Mario Kart when you hit the banana slip. He no, went good. ass over Timber when he had a slide on a shit zoo. No good. More news later. There you are. Round wrapped up. Yeah, mate. Ten in. Magic round done. Interesting. Found it interesting today. You hear about uh, Piercy. You said the other week he wasn't coming back, and now they're talking about Piercy. He was on SEN saying he'd like to finish up the NRL. So interesting. He just doesn't want to go to the Tigers. Oh, well, he said, "I'll oh, you know <laughs> appreciate the offer from the Tigers," but now they're saying maybe the Tigers will be back on the cards. I'm like, well, I don't know. Where, where do you think Pierce could end up? You reckon where? Re- could the Roosters have a reunion? Would they open arms? Bit of a creed moment. Yeah, arms, arms. See what happens with them. Um... Okay, we're sorry for sacking you for Cronk and winning two comps when we kicked you out the ass. I don't think you care about that because that was justified anyway. Well, if Kiri they went, won. could what? they play him with Walker, or would that not work again? And if not, that's all sort of looking around, going, yeah. "Well, who needs sort of that style half? He never really had any major injuries, to be fair." Mm. I don't know. He's been playing over. At Catalans, I haven't really seen many Catalans games. Me, I, I haven't watched a lot of Super League this year. Just sort of sat there today and thought, that's an interesting one. I haven't watched who, a lot could of you, who could use a Mitchell Pierce? The Tigers clearly could use absolutely anyone. That's Mitchell what they're, they're reaching out for. But I'm like, well, for the team. you know, he's, he's been at the Roosters. I don't know if they'd reach for him again. He's obviously not going to go back to Newcastle. That's not happening. Yeah. But thinking of some clubs. Could Canberra get Pierce in? Yeah, well, yeah. On the right deal, if yeah. they needed a transition halfback yeah. for a year, do you reckon they'd do that? With Fogarty, I don't know whether would that they, work with Fogarty though? I'm not sure whether they'd do it. No, nah, I'm just sort of sitting there today going through who needs a half or what style mm. of half. Like Fogarty's probably similar sort of player, really, like a controlling sort of seven. But I don't know when it, when it sort of popped up. Uh, and the other one interesting to see because there was talk about it, but to find out, Ben Iken left the Broncos. Yeah, took he off. went up there and done, the role was quite what. He thought it was, or things weren't as exactly spoken, but you can't say he didn't do his job. Sure. He went up there, they'll last, now they're first. Yeah, um, it's a fair old... Uh... And the QRL CEO job was there, and now he's taken it, so... I was disappointed. I got really excited the other day. They said that he was going to leave, and I was like, surely, 360, bring it back. If I'm Fox, I would have rang him and said, look, this show stinks without you, all right? Stinks without you. Oh, to be fair, like, Brace done a reasonable job, but it's not the same. It's old man yelling at clouds. Literally. Okay. When Icon was there, there was some accountability. Mm. Braith half the time there eggs things on or sort of looks... And, you know, like I said, I do like him. He's been around there. But... I, I like an Astor. I just don't like that he's a player manager and he's on there. Nah, and, and he peddles his agenda. And, yeah. and then he kind of gangs up with him sometimes if he doesn't like But again, I don't watch a lot of it. So but I look at Icon when Icon was there. I'm like, I can call people on their shit and he was smart. I thought it was really... Like, the best version of it was Benny. So, I don't know. I had a little bit of hope the other day. They're like, Ben Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I was like, when he was there, I really enjoyed the show, especially the early doors. Yeah. So, like, he, he'd just slam bars or he'd call Kenny on his shit like or something. So I'm like, go, Benny. Yeah. And, yeah. There's, and there's logic behind it. So, I don't know. I had a little bit of a false moment, but QRL job. So, fuck you, Ben Ocken. Come back to 360, all right? <laughs> Save 360, Ben. We need him back. Ben was Ben was quite a bit kinder than most were to Buzz too. Like he called him, but you know, 
I like Bandman. At the moment, it's just a bit of a buzz beat up. Buzz even utters a few words and they just all start tearing off Can on Can I finish? Can I finish? They just start <laughs> laying into it. Yeah. So, fair enough to. Congratulations to Benny Lockett. That's a, that's a hell of a role. Congratulations. CEO of Queensland Rugby League. He's involved yeah, right. with the origin. He's running the whole kit caboodle. So, big time move. Yeah, right. Um, and that's all I've got. So, that's all I've got, mate. There you go. You been watching anything this week, mate? Any updates for everybody? You're just watching some yeah, fucking yeah. weird doco on it, buddy. I watched that Bupkis that we were, that we were that started was funny. watching last week. That was funny. I finished that. Hey, yeah, I'm watching it. the Murder Murders on Netflix. Yeah, Murder Murder Murders. Uh, my wife and I have been watching the Boston bombing Netflix doco. Uh, now nah, the was just Ted Lasso, Succession. Uh, they're saying Yellowstone's done. This is the end last season. The second half will be the, the finale that'll finish up. So when's that second end half of season come five? Out? Comes out in November. Bloody you. That's a bit of big news, mate. I started too early. I've started it. I'm in the season no, three no, already. You've, you've done good. Yeah, no, but well, no, actually, I want I want people who watch Better Call Saul, who watch Breaking Bad, to give me an opinion on is is Better Call Saul just as good as mate, Breaking some people Bad? Mean it's better. I've never. Well, but I think that's like revisionist history. You know, like they sort of just think, well, because that's the most recent thing that you've watched, you just go, oh, that that's great. It's just as good as Breaking Bad. Like. To me, it'd have to be pretty bloody good to be better than Breaking Bad. Well, I still haven't watched Breaking Bad, so I don't know. Um, the Maple Leafs are down 0-3 and then a series, so I'll probably stop watching their games. <laughs> um, Celtics have blown two leads, and now we're 2-2 against the 76ers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's... Bruins That's bombed out, so that hurt right? after their epic record. But Celtics, yeah. Well, now the team that beat the Bruins, we're playing, and they're Florida Panthers. They're going good. Well, Celtics they're beating us in three close games, but three wins is three wins. Celtics are not going to get much better opportunity than right now. Hundred percent. I just Bucks went. I don't have a lot of faith. You know, we I, struggle with Miami too, and it looks like Miami will beat New York. I know a lot of people. I don't know why everyone hates the Warriors so much. I'd like to see the Warriors win again. They're gone. They lost again today. They're down. 3-1. I thought it was three, uh, two apiece. No, 3-1. No. Right. They lost, mate. Well, the Lakers are certainly turned around. Mid-year, they look like absolute busted asses. Yeah, so they're going to play... Lakers will play the winner of the Suns and Denver. Suns were down 0-2 and they've won the last two. That's a good series, the Suns-Denver. Yeah, I saw all the drama yesterday. Yeah. Didn't Jokic push the owner or something? Then he came out Yeah, he grabbed the ball off him and... He like, said today, like, he shouldn't be suspended. Like, it's basketball. Like, get on with it. And I was like, yeah, good. Yeah, old mate was trying to hold the ball as well. And to be, to be fair, I don't think Jokic would have known he was the owner. Because the guy's only owned the team uh, for, like, six, six weeks Jokic or something. gives a shit. And him and his brothers are trying to bash people in one of the games I saw during the year. They're Great. crazy. Straight up crazy Euros. <laughs> it's outstanding. Huh. Um, what else is on at the moment? The NFL draft has happened. We talked about that last week. Yeah. We got a lot of, lot of messages about that. That was good. Did we? Got a good laugh. A lot of people like that that enjoy a podcast about the NFL. Oh, an NFL one, yeah, right. My NFL yeah, is good. I love the NFL. So, Sam, mate, what have you been watching, you pelican? Yellowstone. You got me on. I'm on. Yeah. Like good. I said, the missus wouldn't follow in with succession, so that'll be a solo project. She okay. couldn't get on board. I, I found some parts funny. I'm looking at my Telstra bill, and they've fucking slugged me. They've slugged me an extra payment. For what? 
I don't know. Internet or something. $5.48 overdue, and then they're going to charge me a $15 fucking late fee. Well, and they, they're not telling me what the $5.48 What is the $5.48 for? You peanuts. Are you a victim of a scam? Is I this... think I've been additional charges of $17.48. Bundle services. Yeah, no idea. I got Telstra Internet because everyone Big said point. that. That was the bee's knees because we had troubles with the other ones and it's it's dropped out a few times now. So, Telstra. $17.48. Yeah. yeah, right. No idea. I'm going to ring him and give him a little bit of panel beating tomorrow night. This is what you do. Morning. You pay bills at midnight. Love it. This is what's going on in the background sometimes, people. <laughs> oh, no, I just got an email saying that you're going to get charged 15 buckaroonies because you're, you're, uh, you're, you've got an overdue element of your bill. And I'm like, how do I have a fucking overdue element of my bill when I'm on direct debit, you dickheads? Just take the money out. Yeah, that's a space cadet. Then they're going to charge me a late fee. Seriously. Well, you had a hate on for Dom Mays from Domino's. You need to find out who's running this joint. I'm going to ring Telstra and just give them a little okay. piece of my mind, Who's mate? fucking running this joint, mate? So what is going on here? I'm off for you. $17.50 for something. I think my kids have been playing with the remote. Because I haven't bloody... I'm not paying for anything. They've ordered some, ordered some pay-per-view Paw Patrol or something. Mate, I think that's what <laughs> might have happened. Breaking news here. Brock's bill is from Paw Patrol pay-per-view. The kids watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, okay. They booked a movie, Rider Goes Rogue. What, yeah? No, they're saying I've got a Wi-Fi booster or something. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. They're now charging me. They're adjusting my... Your rate? They're adding things on that they forgot to add on from March to April. It's mania, mate. I don't know, mate. I'm going to ring and just blow up my stack tomorrow. You, go, you guys are a bunch of grubs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to query the bill, mate. You go, look, I asked for this two bloody months ago. My interest rate's about to go from 1.85% to 5.5%. Oh. I don't need any extra charges. That's a straight-up nut shot. Oh, yeah. Repayments are going from... Four fifty yeah. to six hundred a week, or six fifty. Well, I remember man. I sat there when I was like working. I'm building this house. And Help then, a brother out. Then COVID hit, and then that went. And then I was like, "Do I pay more of this land down, or do I fix it?" I'm like, "No, nah, I don't want to fix it because if I fix it, then I can't build. I have to pay my way out of the rate." And then the rates just started climbing. I was like, "I've just been nut shotted three times in a row." You've just tender just, locked in. They broke the tender because they're like, "We can't do wrong, that." Mate. And then I've gone, "Fuck it, I'll pay the land down." Actually, no, I won't. I'll leave it open. Yes. And then I didn't lock in and then it's went into the roof. So I'm like, I've, I fell over three times, mate, and I've smashed my a, face. I've got to query the bill, mate. Yeah, you've got to, mate. You've got to, you've got to ring. If you don't ask, you won't know. That's right. Same as your rates. Query this bill. Because yes. I did the same thing you said. As soon as my rates went to the roof, I rang Rams and I was like, I'm leaving. And they're like, we'll give you a better rate. So I messaged a mate as a broker and said, what's the best rate you get at the moment? And he was like, four and a half. And they dropped the one and a half percent off my rate straight away. I was almost at sixes and I went down to four and a half, but now I'm probably back up just over five. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, these guys, they're fucking kidding themselves. Oh, Absolutely get gouge, yeah. They'll you, get you. And then you make the phone call. It took 30 seconds for him to change my rate as soon as someone threatens him. Like, There's not enough people that call. Yeah. Clearly not. Because they just melted like butter. I'm like, the what people are they who are worried about, like, because you get the, we're getting a refinancing, um, what do you call it, a 
uh, cash, cash, whatever. Yeah, if you two refinance, grand if yeah. you refinance, or thousand bucks or whatever. So, um, and then the brokers like, oh yeah, but if you change within twelve months, we lose that. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah. If my rate, if my rate's no good, yeah. I like you as all. Kiss my ass, all. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Kiss my Looks ass. Like you're gonna do your do your day, bro. You go well. Fucking cut better deals with the banks. That's right. All right. Cut a better Keep deal. Keep my rate low, bro. Because I basically got the Rams thing. I'm like, look, I don't want to refinance. I'm like, but if this thing's jacking you by 2%, I'll leave. And they, let me talk to my manager. I was on hold for about five it's seconds. She's like, yeah, yeah, we can drop it 1.5%. I was like, of course you can. Yeah, of course you can. You get you, that done. Please. You're already gouging me by an extra 35 What's 1.5% for you? Mm. You're going you're gonna to gouge me again. There's been three rises since. Mm. Mm. So they got back basically to where they were anyway, mate. They're like, oh, it's all good. We're going to yeah. get you. Grab. Grab. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I can't do it. Oh, well, another week down. 10 rounds gone, 14 to go. Origin teams next week, I think. We had a few few more people um, respond to the event as well. Yeah, well, like I said, don't be interested. Fucking, you're either in or you're not. You're in or you're not, or you can smash All it right. in, the, in the table. So we can let squinners know what they're doing. They need to know. If you cost them money and you don't turn up, you should give yourself a triple. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Origin teams next week, we said. Uh, yeah, no, I think they name them next Sunday, don't they? No, no it won't be next. No, week I mean for us, naming, we need to name them oh, if really? we're going to guess beforehand. Yeah, oh yeah, we can. Or guess. give what we'd probably pick beforehand. Yeah, it'd be next week, wouldn't it? Yes, because they'd be naming the Sunday after. Yes, mate. So we'll have a look, you know, on who's available and form-wise, roughly what we would pick with what's available, and then they'll be out for the podcast after, and we'll obviously be into that point of view. Yeah, we're not just talking in our own. We'll have uh, the rounds start to do. That rolling cycle this year, where I think they're having five games, seven games, so it's like a couple of buyers, two or three buyers, one buyer. Like they've got more football this year, which is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're obviously going to head into that sort of window there for six or seven weeks. So it's uh, going quick, that's for sure. It is flying. But for now, let's wrap this bad boy up. So thank you, bluebet.com.au. If you're going to bet with anyone, bet with the true blue bookie. But do remember, what are you gambling with? If you need help, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Cars, if you're looking to get yourself moving, if you're single, if you've got a family, it doesn't matter. Toby and the team at Sinclair Hyundai Penrith, corner of York Road uh, and Bat Street there, opposite the netball courts. If you need a point of reference, you can't miss the joint. Mm. And then Jake, he's at the other end of Bat Street, the Penrith Solar Centre. He is, yeah. So many panels that the Elon of Penrith has got fucking Penrith Solar Centre written on his roof. Yep. You know, so... There you go. They've got a, a hefty display room there at 138 Bat Street, Penrith, or visit www.penrithsolar.com.au. There's no one better for quality solar solutions. Uh, and where are you on the weekend, footy-wise, actually, before we go? You Saturday or Sunday? Sunday at Brookvale before NRL. Oh, there you against go. Newtown. That'd be a good day. Yeah. Tough team, good. too. They're missing very, very good team. A few guys in out with the injuries, but still a good side. I think they're probably the favourites to, to win it, them and the Bulldogs at the moment. And I'm back on 5 p.m. this Saturday. No good with the city country on the weekend. Went down by six. Oh, there you go. Almost forgot about that. Um, yeah. What did annoy me a little bit is I was saying that country were depleted. I was like, well, you didn't see my Monday. Sitting in the selection war room. <laughs> yeah, I read the article too. After you already meant they depleted. How they depleted? They, 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 lost, picked... they lost someone in their captain's run and carried so on what? a little bit. Yeah, New South right. Wales fucking rugby league decided that they were going to play Magic Round and not let half the players that were going to be available play because yeah. then our all teams took extra guys up the Magic Round. On Monday, I lost. Yeah, 
half the team. Of of yeah, available players. No offense were. to Fe- this reminds me of last year. God bless Fiji. I love him. But that's like every article when we played Massey last year for the Silk Tails and Fiji. He's all like, about Fiji. I like him too, but some of the stuff you read in here, I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know. That's... Well, that's the only uh, coverage Massey gets on the New yeah, South Wales Rugby League website. And God bless him. I love the idea. But I read some yeah. of the things after games. You're like, bullshit. Because yeah. the first time we played him, we beat him easily. And they the, like the right up. And then the second time at the semi, and I was like, all right. Mm. Pretty fucking... Just, mm. just a tad biased, at least right with some sort of fucking scope of what's going on. Yeah. And I love that idea. I love that team. And love Fijians in general. So if any Fijians are listening... They're going to... Please don't be angry. <laughs> I've offended the whole nation of they Fiji. Might, right they might kill you. But it was like that last week. Straight away, it's like, oh, country up. I'm like, well, why the fuck do you have to make a point there? What do you mean they're depleted? How about you ask, who did you have on your original team list and how many of those did you not get once they fucking put Magic Round on for New well, South Wales Well, the issue Cup was well. playing New South Wales Cup that weekend. That's the first yeah. time they've had... But then Magic Round, obviously, they take extras as well. Or teams sometimes take... Yeah, you know, yeah, but if... So it's a knock-on effect. Yeah, no, no, it's not that. It's more... That, that wouldn't matter if you didn't have New South Wales Cup on. Yeah, right? more so teams travel have, as yeah, well. Yeah, but it doesn't so matter. They, they can take, take If there's no New South Wales Cup, they can take an extra five. It doesn't matter. Because mm. none of those top end cup players are ever going to play in this fixture anyway. Yeah, it's the guys that are It's not the guys that are on the end of up. The, that are up and down in Cup Massey yeah. that then get pulled into the squad because, like you said. Yeah, they take one or two li- extra for That's what I'm saying. So there's one or two extras that are. You know, Massey Cup players so end up in Cup, the which means you, they're not eligible for the Massey Rep game. They're the ones you put the fixture on, state. and then they've not been able to give you... Correct. Yeah. Whereas, so, and then I lost a couple of players um, later in the week as well because they got called in New South Wales Cup late. So, mm. one of them actually didn't play, which was... Yeah, pissed me off. Yeah. But if they want to... Yeah, if they want to do it properly... Uh, they need to do it on a weekend. Well, they need to do what they no, did before. There's no New South Wales Cup. Or yeah, because it was for Massey. Yeah, and the other comps like yeah. that's what the whole point of it was. Everything yeah. was supposed to stop. Magic Round gets all the focus. The players. There was some told. talk early that it was going to be the Thursday night televised game, which would be, which would be good. So mm. I don't know whether there's a way that they can work it in. Somewhere, I, mm. and I wouldn't call their side depleted. Like I said, Chad Rand or Luke Huth, Jalal Balat, like they. Could, like no, they had they had a. A lot of cup players in there from last year. Oh, they, they have X, a couple of X Cup and X. Yeah, like, Luke Huth. Yeah, he's a very good cup. Like, player. Should, we talked about in the off season. Huth should still be playing cup for Newcastle or something. Well, I just think there's a lot of people probably picking to play local A grade in Newcastle rather than to play New South Wales Cup. Mm. Go and have a look at it. Go and have a look at the like stack Brock Lamb. Go and have a look at the teams that are playing local Newcastle. Well, they League probably get paid they better. Tell me that they couldn't play for Newcastle's New South Wales Cup. This goes to the point I made the other year, and we had a journo message me asking, "You got one of your mates from country that's willing to talk to me about what you're saying about money and time?" I'm like, "Well, they won't yeah. want to talk to you, but I'm telling you, if they go home with yeah. cost of living and houses and the jobs they get and the money they get, for some of them, it's better than fucking way better." Playing cup or being full, basically full time without being paid full time money and yeah. busting their ass. And this this game is a good springboard for those guys that haven't yet played cup. Yeah, to show off to that try they and could go to get cup. cup. Yeah, but if you're a broccoli or someone who got put to the washing machine for a few years, he's getting paid a stack of cash now and got a job. Like he doesn't want to be a fringy and dragged around or criticised sure. or whatever else. He's probably getting paid a stack at that, and he'd have a good job, and he's probably making hundred thousand plus anyway. Yeah, and the cost and the situation, the stability he's got. That's why half my mates, like I said, they're out in group football. They've all got nice houses, good jobs, and they get paid a lot more to only train two hours a week. The other thing is City is now only 
Ron Massey Cup, that's it. Everything else, every other area. So Newcastle, Illawarra were both considered country. They haven't been previously. It was they'd always do a Newcastle versus Illawarra game, yeah. which was they let the them city pick country. from the country championship. So they're getting all the guys from Riverina, Newcastle, Illawarra, all those areas coming. Campbelltown, down. the whole lot, like Group Six, yeah. all all those guys. And that's so, the point I'm saying. Those comps are strong, and there's a lot of those guys. Exactly I was, um, I was, yeah, happy, happy with the result, but. You know, after coaching the game, it's because I told you won. one of the guys on the bench was doing an NRL preseason with the Dragons. I was yeah. looked at by multiple teams. He was with my mate and his team only twelve months ago, and they won one of the group comps. Yeah. And when I was down there, I was like, mate, you got like five guys that played cup for Tigers down here. He's like, yeah, they're all country boys and moved home. Yeah. I'm like, they're all mid twenties. You can still play. But it's like, good. Yeah, like, like it's good for country footy to oh, have. It's great. There's strong representation, and they were stacked. Yeah. I told was... you during COVID the other year. I went down for Burks's one. Was it? Gundagai, they play at Wagga Park. The days are outstanding because mm. Wagga, oh sorry, COVID almost didn't exist down there. We had two years of in, in, uh, just insanity. I drove there when the border restriction sort of thing happened. Went down there, they gave me beers on a ring. I was walking around with Northerns hanging off a ring, sitting on a hill. There was five thousand people punching tinnies watching blokes play. Yeah, and then you read the team list. I'm like, half these guys played cup or in all squads a year or two ago. They've all gone back home because they get paid good cash and they get good jobs. Mm. They're all making a hundred thousand plus. Buying houses that are bigger than what you can get in the city for only a couple hundred thousand, and they're comfortable and happy with it. Yeah. But the standard of football is pretty good because, like I said, they're guys that are well and truly still in that prime, but just with the stuff around, like we talk about, the minimum wage and all the movement, they just don't want to do it anymore. I don't blame them. Because when I talk to him sometimes or a few of them, what they've been paid, I'm like, fuck, I don't blame you for going home. Yeah. We, um, oh, you can get 65 grand minimum wage or 80 grand minimum wage, and one of these clubs will go, oh, here's a sign-on, here's a bonus, and your wages during the year, and we all work here. And then you sit down and go, all right, houses are 300 grand here, 400 grand, yeah, no and they're paying me $130,000 a year. No brainer. And, right, and it's an easier standard of level of footy. Yeah, but you can let's, do it for longer. And, of course if, you if can. You're happy there. More money, easier level of footy, and you're at home. Yeah. And 100%. it's not Sydney or moving every 12 months. Correct. And um, paying rent and fucking struggling. So. Yeah, so we were down 20 to 4 at half time and came back, and yeah, it just fell short. And then on Sunday, we play the Dragons. I think we were down, what were we down, 28 or 26-6 or 26-8 Yeah, weekend, didn't you? Come back. Both comebacks, yeah. Got got home in New South Wales Cup, but fell short in city country. So, mm. poor old Dragons. They um, Tough time with it. Fell by the wayside. And, uh, and their coach was rather vocal in yeah. the coach's box. Not happy, Jan. I'll be back 5 p.m. Saturday. Uh, I got a good one this week. Uh, the weekend, yeah. the game wasn't as close, uh, but that's to be expected. You never know. Early doors, how everyone's going to go. Um, but the Guildford side was stacked. Yeah, but their haves have not, so that's right. Yeah, you, you, oh, you could sort of see that when the guy told me they were a year young last year, they had four or five played mats only a few weeks ago on the prelim. Like, all of them were mats in development. Yeah. They had a loaded team. Uh, but this week, I've got Cabra and Winnie, who are both two and two. And the scores they've had, they've played one of the teams. Both of them were very close, so that should be... A good game. So, if, like I said, you're involved in the Parramatta side of things, you're interested in your future players coming through, there'll be some uh, future junior reps playing there, 5pm on the Parramatta Junior Rugby League page. So, Unreal. keep your eyes on that. But that'll see you out, I think, mate. All the best for the weekend. Uh, yeah. To everybody out there, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's so, Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thank you for all you do in all aspects of life and including, obviously, the point of this one. In rugby league terms, but more importantly, just what you do for uh, sons, daughters, families in general. Mums are generally the glue. And where would you be without your mum? <laughs> <laughs>
I am, mate. So, yeah. All the best, everybody. I'm um, celebrating Mother's Day by having to go to Brookvale. So, nice. My wife well, will be. I might be working, digging holes, and rolling around in mud my doing cabbage. My wife will joint. be wrapped with that. So it looks like we've both got a day. Having the three cherubs at home on Mother's Day. Enjoy. Mm. All right, let's go. Enjoy your week, everyone, and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.